0: uh, all for Detroit sports and more we even talk pizza so thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word from Asmic Core Studios near Detroit Michigan it's
1: unregimented
2: gangsters but some guys
1: and now here are your hosts Welcome to Unreg number 242 I'm Chris I'm Aaron I'm, I'm Rich. I'm Todd Hi 242 It's just like America's birth. It's the same number as America's birthday this year Happy birthday America Is it?
2: America I, I was thinking like front 242 Like industrial I don't know right? Or oh. stop 242 It's an album by Anthrax Oh is it? Yeah, yeah. It is Pretty good What's one it? So uh, how is your 4th of July
1: well, I didn't climb the Statue of Liberty or anything. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> so, was it you? All right, cool. No. Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: I mean, when I heard the story, I was like, that sounds like Chris. Well, the person who did only made it like, what, 20 feet? It's possible that it could have been Chris.
0: i I give you, I give you, about, <laughs> I give you about 20 feet where you'd be like, eh, fuck this.
3: This is retarded. <laughs> yeah. just ain't worth it. I'll stop. Yeah. I'm way high. Well, I spent my fourth at a campground all week. I've been camping five of the last seven days. So, no fireworks or anything. I did barely left my hammock yesterday. This is the fifth we're recording this on, by the way. Um, yeah, relaxing. Tranquil. Hot. Tune out a little bit. Yeah, I did. You know, I listened, listened to a lot of uh, baseball on a analog transistor radio this week. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that.
2: I enjoyed the new... Review? the new Independence Day tradition of NPR tweeting out sections of the Declaration of Independence and watching conservatives freak out. (laughs) Have you, have you seen this occurrence before? this is not the first time? Didn't we talk about this last year? Yeah. It sounds familiar.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Talk about it again. I wasn't here last year. I want to hear it.
2: Here's an example that I, and this is, a screen cap as part of a thread, right? So they they're, they're posting. I don't know if they they posted like the whole declaration or if they just uh, took sections from it. But obviously, it's got to be broken up into different tweets. And so this one says, "When when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which has which have connected them with one another, right?" And just stops
1: that's a pretty at. well known line.
2: And the response to it, which is blurred out, uh, the, at least the the uh, avatar is blurred out. It says, "Just chalk it up to one more reason for DJT being elected: taxpayer-funded
1: partisan advocacy." <laughs> oh God, sweet. I'm glad see those public schools are working. <sighs> I saw an article of about that uh, a newspaper. I, I want to say down. South was doing kind of the same thing with the Declaration of Independence, and the Facebook algorithm declared it
3: racist. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, saw that. Yeah, you know. said
2: it. Can, it contained hate speech and took it down?
3: The Declaration of Independence, correct. Mm. Oh, that's. Whole. Hmm.
2: Does that, not,
0: does that not encapsulate where we are at in 2018? Well, I can, I can,
3: I, I can actually drop a trump card on that. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, New York Times, did you see they uh, came out with an article not too long ago? I don't remember exactly when. It uh, was not an opinion piece, by the way, uh-huh. uh, that said that uh, the First Amendment has been weaponized. They're actually coming out against... In some oblique fashion, coming out against the First Amendment, because yes, I saw Republicans that. are weaponizing it. Yeah, the, that, that's I, I think another pretty good indicator of where the hell we are here, in 2018. What, well, what what exactly does that mean to weaponize? <laughs> that uh, I'd have to dig it up again. I, I really just kind of shot through it really fast and uh, didn't really want to tie myself into intellectual and psychological knots over it, to be honest with you. Well, uh, but
2: but it, that it's, is it the argument that it's, like,
3: too powerful of a tool? Yeah, it's, like, you, it's, it's it, it, the gist, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, I, maybe you read it better than I did, but the gist of it is that it's uh, becoming a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> yes, and it's, it's the people saying that are the exact same people who walk around declaring with no debate in their mind, is just a fact that that words are weapons. That words are violence.
1: This, how old so, is this person? Well, Twenty one. And the,
2: and, the, and what they? Well, I don't know if it's just if it's your, uh, millennials that are, have this mindset. I I think if there's a lot of different people in this country who are willing to give up personal freedoms as long as they can restrict personal freedoms of others.
3: That's exactly right. Yeah.
2: And, oh, and actually, I don't think it I don't think I mean, I, I think this is definitely a, a large section of this is probably coming from millennials. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I wouldn't limit it to that.
0: No, that is absolutely the name of the game with these types of folks. All you have to do is log into Facebook, log in any social media site, do a search for videos of police dealing with anybody who's white. Go to the comment section and just read from people pissed off that this person isn't being shot dead in the back of the head and treated like, you know, everybody else in these in these cop videos. Why why aren't the cops killing him? Oh, is it because he's white? Yeah. And to me, that just tells me that these people don't get it. It's not that everybody should be shot on sight by a cop because they run. It's that everybody should be treated with the same fucking rights that the quote-unquote the, 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 quote unquote, the most privileged person of of us have, the yeah. least privileged of us have, but see that's not the fight here because it's not that's that's not how the equality works in their mind. No. You have to tear everyone down and get us all to be about as on the
3: same level as mulch. And then I, we're all equal. I think it goes far beyond that even, Rich, to be honest with you. I mean, I there's another article that sort of ties into this that was on Quillette this week that was written by a Canadian college student. I think he's in his master's program or her master's program. I think it's a, a woman, actually, a uh, master's program. She went to, what's that college, that famous college in uh, Montreal? Oh, uh, I forget. Anyway, she was recounting how <clears throat> multiple times over her the course of her stay in montreal uh that her opinions her thoughts her ideas whatever she would put forth in class would be essentially shouted down because she's white she has no opinion anymore so <clears throat> what what i say i think it's going beyond that uh montreal? as far as yeah But uh, what the hell? Montreal, Canada has a a real problem with free speech as well. I mean, we've seen that with Jordan Peters, and we've seen that with a lot of people being basically shouted down and attacked for putting forth ideas that aren't um, culturally acceptable to certain people anymore. I
1: I think of white people
3: when I think of Montreal. Am I missing something? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. No, you're not missing a goddamn thing at all. And that's that comes back to the this whole concept of racial Uncle Toms that I keep talking about. And uh, the, anyway, the problem, uh, uh, McGill University, that was it. I think it was McGill in, uh, in Montreal. But basically, it's discounting anything coming from a, from a person who is not a protected class minority. And that's, that's where it ties into this. I mean, the, the, the uh, notion and the general concept of, the, of freedom of speech is, is, is being torn down. It's not it's not on the books yet. I mean, there's no speech crime in the law code as of yet, but the culture itself is being it's, it's being dismantled as we speak. Well, I mean, if you go over to the UK, yeah, they have some pretty it
0: strict is, laws. I mean, they will they will lock people up over tweets and Facebook posts throughout Europe. It's not just the UK. Oh no, or, it, it, there's a comedian right now who is in Ireland. Facing a long time in prison for cracking a joke that was considered blasphemous. Right. I mean, it's it. This is this is not just an American issue. No, it's not. And I, and I mean, you know, you have you have Trump going for a visit, and you have the mayor of London saying, Well, in a form of peaceful protest, you guys can fly a six meter. Uh, blow up doll of a baby trump in a diaper. <laughs> which is amusing and funny, I have to admit. I mean, I did. you know, I saw that picture it was I, I laughed. <laughs> you know, it, it it's not gonna replace the pig on the cover of animals, but it's close. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm but, sure it already has in memes though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm waiting for Roger Waters to speak up on this one. Um but yeah and, and yet I'm very much wondering if someone was to do that with, I don't know, let's say someone's imaginary friend named Muhammad, <laughs> uh, Jesus, even. Depending on what country you're in, in in, in the UK, I mean, uh, it, it it's just it. Once again, it's it's okay because we find it funny. Just don't do it to the quote unquote. Right protected class. And here's the here's here's the biggest irony in calling there's no there's no bigger minority than the individual. We're all, we all should be considered a protected class from the government, from corporations, from crime, from whatever the fuck. But it, it's it goes it, it's it goes back to the Orwellian Animal Farm. All animals are equal, some are more equal than others. You can't say this about these people. Because they're going to get upset, but you can say no. about these people because they're just going to, you know,
3: call you a snowflake and a cuck, and wear MAGA hats. That's yeah. fine. In the in the interest of accuracy, it was not McGill University; it was Concordia. That's where the uh, the woman went to school. Oh, but yeah, she she how wrote could a, you ever uh, confuse those two? I don't know, and I apologize Sorry. for my, my silliness. Uh, no, but the the whole crux of the, the thing was she she wrote a really long article on this and and went into it pretty well. And she's a, a liberal. She wasn't exactly, you know, a Trump bot. She wasn't um, a raging conservative up there, Concordia. She really advocated for a lot of the same things that the people on the campus did. But these students would, they, they it, it gave me the impression that the students have overtaken or had overtaken, at least in the classes that she was taking and the experiences that she was recounting, had overtaken the classroom, where the teacher would be corrected Occasionally, I, one example she used was a Kurt Vonnegut uh, quote, and uh, something he said in that quote. Uh, God, I wish I'd, I, wish I'd done my research prior to was the show it because that gas passed fast like a fart on linoleum. <laughs> no, it was not, not that. One of my favorite. <laughs> it had some some quote that uh, it used anti-PC language directed at someone in the uh, protected class. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything that Kurt Vonnegut ever wrote was suddenly gone, banned, scrubbed, burned. It was. She compared it to book burning. Anytime someone said something that went against the ideological doctrine, the ideological re- religion and gospel, whoever that was, student included, they no longer existed. Their opinions, their thoughts, their ideas. The entire body of work gone. Right. I mean. Well,
2: I, obviously, this is out of context, too. I mean, if they, I think if they were Vonnegut readers, they would understand that. They weren't Vonnegut, this is, not at all. This is, I'm, I'm saying if they were, they well, would understand. Or if they just read a little bit of Vonnegut. It wouldn't even take you to no. have to read everything like I have, but to understand that this man does not have any bigotry in
3: him. It's not the, I, I disagree with you, because I, I think that as soon as they saw the, the speech crime, that everything else would be... They would look at it however they chose to. They would twist it psychologically, intellectually to mean whatever it was they wanted to. So anything that is outside of any sort of... Any of these boundaries that's blasphemous, that's the only word to use. I mean, the ideological religion thing, it keeps coming up and it keeps coming into play. If you blaspheme against the religion, you're going to have your tongue cut out.
2: Right. Well, but... I mean, that's like... Just to, to use, I mean, the fact that it was Vonnegut really kind of drives me nuts, because this is a man who, like, the common theme throughout his work is how do how do we bring people together, mm-hmm. you know? How do, what, how, how can we overcome ourselves and our own egos and actually, you know, ad- identify with one another as equals?
3: Right. Yeah, and I don't know. About,
0: but this is, know. this is just a woeful lack one, it's just a dismissal of 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 knowledge. Yeah, I don't care to know. See, that's right. that's 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 the well, problem we run into with all this shit. Because this is no different than when the people at at what was it Northwestern or not North? What was it Northwestern? I can't remember. Anyways, declared the 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 student a, a student group got together and declared Chomsky of all fucking people <laughs> yeah, a right wing Nazi. And I'm not joking, <laughs> and then it was quickly followed by another student group somewhere on the West Coast, declaring Lou Reed transphobic," right. because of "Walk on the Wild yeah. Side." Sure. Lou Reed, who hung out at the factory? Right. That's with exactly crannies than that, any of
3: you fuckers have ever seen in your entire life. That is a perfect example. That, that, that one song, that one line, right or that, basically the one song that he wrote, absolutely labels him a heretic everything about him is now a heretic that's a perfect example that's exactly what they're doing uh, up there uh, according to this woman in Concordia and I want to tie this back into what you were talking about a, a minute ago rich because it, it kind of this is what triggered the thought and you, you were talking about sort of everybody should be treated the same way and they're trying to drop everyone down to a base level as far as equality goes if I'm not uh, hopefully I'm quoting her um reiterating your thought properly that's, that's not what, that's
2: what it appears they they there
3: was that's not what we're, we're
2: equal if we can all be oppressed in the same way that's
3: not that is not what's happening here I, I, I firmly believe this, and I, this isn't coming, I'm not being paranoid, and I'm not trying to turn myself into a victim or anyone else. The white, white people, and white men in particular, are being reorganized into the bottom rung of society. It doesn't have anything to do with equality. We, uh, we are being perceived as someone who needs to pay a penance. The penis penance. The white penis penance. And we're going to be taken down from our pedestal and thrown down into the gutter and stomped on because of hundreds and hundreds of years of privilege and what we've done with it. Now we've oppressed and victimized so many people. That's what's happening. It doesn't have anything to do with equality, but I think, Rich, it goes uh, several steps further. It reminds me so much. Again, I keep mentioning the Solzhenitsyn book I've been reading. it It's given me a refresher course on post-Russian revolution Stalinist Russia and how they treated the bourgeois and the money class, people who had cash under the the czarist system, right? As soon as the communists came into power, those people were fucking persecuted because they had money before the revolution. They couldn't get jobs. They couldn't find places to live. Oftentimes, they couldn't eat because they had money. This is the sense that I'm getting here from this extreme left uh, sort of movement that people who have People who are white, and particularly people who are straight and male and white, are on the verge, I, I don't want to say being attacked because I don't, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I don't know, know any other way to look at it. When you go to college and you're going to a, a school like Concordia, and you can't even raise your voice in class to discuss the subject matter put forth by the professor because you're white and your your privilege gives you a perspective that doesn't matter. How else, how 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 the fuck else do you describe it? What else is it? And the, it's everywhere. The, pr- the it's- problem, the problem,
0: that I, look, to be, I'm going to be completely honest with you, maybe I'm naive here. I don't give a fuck. First of all, I'll never have enough power for it to matter for me to be knocked off of this imaginary pedestal that every single white male who's straight is somehow born on, I just won't. Because yep. here's, here's, here is the issue that I have. It is the lack of awareness. It's a, it's, it's a complete lack of situational awareness on, their, on these people's part. They want to claim they're constantly oppressed just by the very existence of certain people. okay, well, you can't argue with that. And when you ask them how are they oppressed, the answers you get are someone disagreed with me, right. someone said my gen my, my gender that I found on Tumblr is made up and not real. That's oppression. Mm-hmm. And you just go, do you understand that d- none of this shit matters in the long run? You- do you understand that? Do you understand this is this is this is literally just you're just moving. D- d- Furniture on a Titanic. What the fuck are you doing? It doesn't matter. The problem is, is that once they get enough people in their corner to think like that, it's going to happen. White people are going to take a fucking slide down the 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 social hierarchy totem pole. But I can
3: guarantee you one thing: there won't be any sympathy. Yeah. Well, I when I when I hear the word social justice now like social justice warrior, right, SJWs? I keep thinking of the justice system, our justice system, in air quotes here on the podcast, and how our justice system isn't set up for justice. It's set up for revenge. And that's exactly how I'm seeing the social justice movement sort of taking shape right before our eyes, a little bit more every month. It's not about social justice. It's about taking reparations, yeah people who we have uh, deemed guilty of oppressing and, and violating us over the centuries
1: It's not about fixing the problem it's you got to go through this because I went through it it's pretty it's much about it's, getting your back
3: it's my turn yeah and that's the same mentality it is I'm telling you guys if you haven't read up on Russian history before, do it, man, especially around like the 20s and 30s, particularly the 30s under Stalin and how uh, the bourgeois, they called it, but people who used to, they, don't, they didn't even have money anymore. I mean, it was, it was post-revolution Russia, right? They didn't have it anymore. They used to. And, 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 and go do a little research, a little history reading on how that class of people was treated under Stalin. Just because they once had a place of privilege in Russian society. It, it it reeks of it, man. The trend reeks of what I was what I've been reading in these books. It's disturbing. Well, the the problem that they're going to find
0: is you get what well, you, you, you you reap what you sow. It's a cliche, but it's the truth. You want to play identity politics. Well guess what? The right's all in. They pushed all their chips to the middle of the table. They're now playing identity politics, and they got their guy in the White House. You didn't get your woman in the White House. Who's winning in this situation, motherfucker? And you're t- And the problem is, is that you have so many people on the so-called progressive left who refuse to put this fucking wheezing, pissing and shitting itself fucking way, way overdue for euthanasia idea out to pasture. They want to hold on to it and say, you're gay, that's the single most important thing about you. Right. And because of that, you're an oppressed minority. Mm-hmm. And these are the people oppressing you, and we have to get them. We have to get them. Because I'm going to tell you something, just like all these female, these, excuse me, these male feminists, <laughs> Jeez. I'm just loving when, they, when, when this shit happens, because, you know there's a certain people who are always going to believe the women and there's certain people who are always going to doubt the women. And there's certain people who are always going to believe the guy's sort side of the story. But it's really interesting when it happens along political ideology, ideology and in the, in those lines, because wow, I have not had heard the massive push and calling for people to be prosecuted, thrown in prison, lose everything when it is really one of their fucking superstars on the left who get hit with a Me Too. Uh,
3: Terrell, looking at you, bud. Oh, I guess, well, Al Franken. (laughs) They they tore him down and cannibalized him pretty fast. Al Franken
0: was like them offering up Isaac as a sacrifice to appease the masses and go, look, we're willing to drag down one of our own. It was also a very poorly thought out bet on the left side that if they did that then the right would go ahead and, and do that and the right just the right doesn't do that the right just goes bill o'reilly <laughs> he's all fox we don't want nothing to do
1: with him the right is like a, an old-timey cop in new york like move along nothing to see here that's what they remind me of when that shit happens
0: yeah the problem is they, they want to play these games that not many people want to play when you get when when it has gotten to the point to where you say the word feminist or feminism and i hear just as many women now groan as just as many women cheer yeah what are you doing don't you see your you are shooting yourself in the foot i mean and it goes back to what i've said dozens of times on this show over the four years we've been doing it these people don't care about right or wrong. They want to win. They want to score points. It's all that matters to them. They want, they want power. Well, they're not going to get it, first of all. Wow. You're they're more not optimistic gonna, than me. <laughs> they might get it in small pockets, but they're not going to get it the way they fucking dream it. It's just like everybody who dreams about the revolution thinks they're going to be standing on the, the bodies of their enemies one foot on top of the head of the guy they killed, and holding the new flag of the revolution, and they're going to be the one... No, you're the first through the wall, you're the first dead. Ask the people who fucking stormed the beach at Normandy. The first boots on the ground, guess what they were? They were they were fucking bodies to run over the top of for the guys behind them. That's what the fuck you... Are you ready to do that, folks? All you, all you tough-ass lefty liberals who want to fucking start a, start a civil war, are you ready for that reality? Because guess what? The right... They are. Yeah. The, the crazies on the right, they've been dreaming of this day. And
1: they got all the guns, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? We're going to give oh. out free hugs and, and convert people. I mean, you can drop, you can drop a couple of batteries into a sock, put on a mask, and, and, and a communist uh, a hammer and sickle t-shirt and run around swinging it like homie the clown. That ain't going to do you much good against a motherfucker who's got a sidearm a semi-automatic rifle and knows how to use it. Yeah, you ain't gonna get close enough to fucking get over there and get a swing at him. I, I tend
3: to gr- base stick man
0: taking you out. It's gonna be a motherfucker from two hundred yards away taking you out.
3: I tend to, you know, agree with you. We've talked a lot over the last m- couple of months about this and how, you know, we, I think, collectively as a group agree or have agreed anyway that. All this stuff is, is kind of like you said, shooting themselves in the foot, that it's creating a backlash. And when 2020 rolls around, they're going to be sitting there with their dicks in their hand, wondering what happened again. Uh, what I'm concerned about, though, is moving forward uh, 10 years from now. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too cavalier and too optimistic and too rosy eyed thinking that, you know, <laughs> sensible America is going to reject this. Uh, in the long game. I don't know. I I just, it it troubles me because this stuff has happened before and they have the entire media apparatus at their disposal outside of, you know, Fox News and, and places like Breitbart. They have an incredible, a powerful media apparatus at their fingertips. And I said this once before that I, you know, I'm afraid that once the, you know, we talk a lot about how the left is cannibalizing each other and sort of fracturing itself. Once they have that figure that 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 shows up, that demagogue that shows up and can sort of turn that into a cohesive unit like Trump sort of did in 2016, that's what scares me. Because they've got everything in place. They've got Hollywood, they've got the media, they've got... Uh, it does terrify me a little bit. Maybe, maybe not in the short game. But in the long game, I'm glad I'm getting old.
1: Well, Todd, that's the one thing that Going through your checklist here mentally. The one thing they don't have is the voter base who votes. Like, as long as there's old people, the right's got a shot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's uh, now that might not be that that hard to change. Now, if we get rid of pen and paper for voting and actually having to go somewhere, you know, then then you're in trouble. I don't well, know. You
3: know, if you were to if you were to say that to uh, liberals, and I used to I used to make the counter argument that well, you know, if you look at the demographics, young people are overwhelmingly liberal. I used to hold this argument up all the time, and yeah, you're right; they don't vote. But what if you find that demagogue that can convince them to vote?
2: Right, because that's, a lot of the a lot of the people that helped put Trump like in office Obama? Were, not, were were previous no. non-voters because no. they didn't find any candidates that appealed to them.
3: No, and not like. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Well, I mean, look at
2: the reason that voter turnout was so low in the last election is because nobody thought that Trump could win and that Hillary was that great.
3: Well, look, I mean, and,
2: Hillary And won. now, And now they're going to be driven to go out and vote because their vote's going to be is anti-Trump.
3: Let's not pretend that Donald Trump actually won this election. Okay, I'm going to hold this for back from my, my liberal okay. days. okay? We can we can do them. I know he won. No, stay with me for a second. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is look at the fractured voter base, the people that stayed home because they were sure that Hillary was going to win or they were disgusted that she wasn't liberal enough. Then you have to tally up all the people in these three swing states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, I think, that went out and wasted their fucking vote on Jill Stein. You can do the sheer math here, Okay. Mm-hmm. You take the votes from those three states that went to Jill Stein, you put them in Hillary Clinton's column. She's president from those three states. And those are not wide numbers either. It's like 15, uh, like 11,000 people in Michigan voted for that winch. Yeah. And, or no, the difference, the difference in the tally was 11,000. I think she got right. some, I, I don't remember the total, but something like 25,000 people voted for her, right? Okay. So what, what I'm talking about, what, what I'm saying on this is, if you have that cohesive, powerful, demagogue-type candidate that makes a Jill Stein or one of these alternative third parties obsolete because they're charismatic enough to unite that voter base, mm. that's terrifying, Because it is fractured. It is fragmented. You put some cohesion in there. And (laughs) even if we had in 2016, even a little bit of that cohesion, a little bit more, and Hillary's elected. We don't have Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. Okay, but something that gets overlooked is, one, Trump didn't even think he was going to win in 2016. There's there's been multiple fucking leaks from his inner circle. That even his children were like, okay, Dad, you, you, you did more than anyone thought you were capable of, but you got to prepare yourself for the reality. You're not going to win. Right. And if you look at the picture when they announced, when, when they declared him President of the United States of his group, that motherfucker looks like a deer in
3: headlights. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it reminds he's like, me of Jesse Jackson bit from the '80s from Eddie Murphy. Yes, he's like I'm the gonna black, I'm gonna go vote for the black guy. You mean he won? He, he fucking won. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the He looks like a drunk redneck the next day. Like he won. Fuck. Yeah. But no, I mean, and this is why. This is why. I know in the in the in the pre-show meeting, you said you really don't care about Roe v. Wade being overturned. This no. is why it's important, though. If Trump becomes the president who stacked the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. to open the door for states individually to overturn Roe v. Wade, every single fucking Christian who didn't want to vote for him because they didn't like him, they didn't think he was a moral standing Christian or whatever. They held their nose and did so they're going to overlook that and they're going to come out and vote plus he's going to have energized his base of Christian zealots who are already in his corner because he will be the first president to actually do something to sh- to strike down Roe v. Wade since that decision was handed down by the Supreme Court yeah. and here's the thing Christians tend to be old people who vote and churches churches are like, they turn into the fucking Uber, cab company, Lyft. Yeah. But they will they will get you to the polls. Period. Bottom line. All there is to it. We will get Hear you... to the that left.
1: Rich is mm-hmm. saying you need to find some Jesus.
0: We will get you to the polls. Don't worry about it. Cast your vote. Yeah. And that's, that's why this is... If you don't give a fuck about abortion rights one way or the other, that's fine. But if you can't see that this is setting the table for a lot more than that, then you're just, you're just refusing to look past your nose because it's not an issue that matters to you. There are plenty, millions upon millions of people in this country who are single-issue voters, and that is one big fucking issue a lot of people vote on. Sure. I can tell you I have not seen in 10 years on Facebook my family be as fired up as they are about the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned on the state level, <clears throat> ever, right. not just on, not just on Facebook, but even just sitting and talking to them when I was 41 years of life, like they they are pumped. They're ready, like they're dancing around wanting to run up the stairs like Rocky. Like
3: we're about to win. I guess my, since since you, you told me I, I wasn't looking past the end of my own nose because I don't give a fuck about abortion, but what, what alternatives are there? Why should I care about that one issue regardless of what the end game is? Because I don't see either one of the alternatives to be worth giving a damn about. I'm not going to fight for either one of these ideologies or even either one of these end games. So why is it that I should care one way or another what impetus the Roe versus Wade of the Supreme Court is going to trigger later on. Why should I care? Todd, I can't tell you why you should give a fuck. Because I, I don't know. Because Uh-oh.
0: you sit here and you just said you don't give a shit about either party, yet you just took a shit on third party people five minutes ago.
3: Well, what you know, yeah, you you care yeah, you're goddamn right I'm taking a shit on them because you cannot win. Anything you're trying to achieve with a third party in a binary political system, you're going to defeat with a third party. It's a third wheel. You cannot do it. Even if you have two thirds of the country, if you've got one and you've got two liberal parties against one conservative united party, you're going to split the vote and you're going to lose. So once again, we're back to uh, what do you, you want me to tell you why you should care. I don't know. Why do you not care? Because I just don't because both sides are right and both sides are wrong. It's a, there's not a clear answer. There's not a right or wrong, a black and white answer to the abortion issue. Therefore, I don't care because either way it goes, that side's going to be right. And the so other you, side's going to be wrong. So you so care, a when, third, you care when, a third, when a person
0: casts a third-party vote and basically takes away a legitimate vote to the binary system that you, de, you described. But you don't care that this could be the, the issue that motivates people who would never vote for Trump, didn't vote for him in 2016 because he's not a good Christian. But God damn it, he did something for us. Right.
3: Save them unborn babies. We have to go support him. No, I don't care because I don't I, I don't see that as any worse alternative than someone who's going to go off. I, I, I don't see either one of these parties as better than the other. What's the alternative to getting the, what happens if, if fine, you, you energize the Christian base, they go out and re-elect Trump. What did they save us from? Well, we've been talking, we've been, bashing, no fucking idea. <laughs> we've been bashing the left for for a couple of months here, talking about how the left is flying off the left end deep end. That's that's, so that's the thing. It's not even that hard to kick their sh- their feet out from under them because they
0: can't. They're standing on one leg. Who the fuck is who? Jesus fucking Christ! Two articles I read today. The great hopes for the Democratic Party in twenty twenty. Joe Biden
3: mm-hmm. and Bernie Sanders. Get the fuck out of here! Really? <laughs> right. You get my point though. It's a, there. There is no. It, it's like I, abortion. There's no right answer here. Right. I mean, the problem here is that.
2: It, you're looking at it as a choice, but the choice is between Donald Trump and whatever the left can come up with to prop up as a leader, which, given their recent actions, is kind of scary. It's either going to be the same old, unaffected Democrat, or it's going to be somebody quite radical.
3: Right. It reminds me of, the, again, I'll take it back to, I, I think I, I talked about it, this last week, the Solzhenitsyn book, that there were, there were a lot of Russian soldiers... In World War II, who switched sides to fight with Hitler? Now, think about that. What did they have to choose from? Stalin or Hitler? Where's the righteous, golden, uh, decision when you have to choose between when you have to make a choice like that? What do you do? These people were not pro-Nazi; they were anti-communist.
1: Right.
3: And
2: if if you if your decision was essentially between restriction of abortion rights and restriction of the freedom of, of expression. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, I mean... Or
3: if you're I a white guy, or if you're a white person and you see yourself sort of being torn down that hierarchy totem pole, what do you do? You're going to vote in your own self-interest. Right. Direct self-interest. And therefore, I don't care about abortion. <laughs> I'm not going to... It's just not an issue to me. Okay, well, I then- care, I Excellent. care more about freedom of speech. I care just just basic fundamental American values. Okay. That why I don't agree personally. I
0: can respect because it's an honest fucking statement. I'm not a woman. I can't have an abortion. This has nothing to do with me. I don't give a fuck about this issue. Fight it. Well,
2: out. You, okay, so obviously It's not just about uh, rights. It's about women's health and sometimes their lives, right, in in these cases where we know from history that if women don't have access to abortion, they're going to go have some procedure done or try and do something to themselves that is going to either cause them to be infertile or possibly just bleed to death.
3: You're right. right? And I want you to weigh in the other hand, the First and Second, First Amendment.
2: No, I'm with you. (laughs) I, I, I... I hear you on that. Um but uh, sorry, I, I got derailed there. Sorry. But I
3: uh, I know I did that too. I apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. I you know, I understand your point, Rich, that if if Trump is able to accomplish this, then he's he re-solidifies his current base. It probably grows it. And it's almost a shoo-in that he's going to be reelected. But honestly, haven't we been talking about this like it's going to happen anyway, just based on on what what's been going on the last two years? I mean, unless the, unless we see something drastically happen with the economy before the election, which is a possibility, I think that's the only thing that could start to deteriorate is base enough to make him uh, vulnerable.
0: Well, let me say, let me say, this, let me say this real quick, and 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 just look. The reason I care about the abortion issue is because I've seen what happens to unwanted children. Yeah. Personally, my own eyes, I I lived it. Okay. Yeah. And believe me, I've had conversations. And when you're fucking twelve years old, and you're talking to another twelve-year-old who's been discarded, and given up on, and and told you're never going to be anything, and you're twelve. You are 12, and this is how you are treated, and it's, it does not get better. There's no Dan Savage column coming to tell us it's going to get better. It didn't get better. Some of us got out of it. The rest of us fucking are still stuck in the system being ground up by the gears. I know what unwanted children looks like. I know what they go through. Yeah, that fucking bothers me. And I'm sorry, but when you got 12-year-olds going, I'd rather have been a fucking abortion than have to go through this. The, I, the, odds, the odds are stacked completely against me. I mean, you... We have people who bitch about going to the DMV. Now, imagine the state taking care of children. If that don't scare the shit out of you and what they produce, and then, by the way, kick you out of the system, quote-unquote, when you're 18, 21 in some states, and go, do it on your own now,
2: right. and you've been given no <laughs> well, life skills? You, you know, that's the thing. Like uh, That's why I I'm, care. I it's, feel like I'm definitely pro-choice. Being a white male, whatever whatever that means to anyone, but you know, I I feel like I could be swayed with a reasonable argument and a plan. To, if somebody was to say, "Look, we don't want we don't want unborn babies being aborted, not at any point in the pregnancy," right? We mm-hmm. believe that they are human beings that have right. Okay, that that's great. And then if you back that up with a plan to Actually, take care of these, but you know it's followed up with well, you know all these people that are having all these kids and they can't afford to to take do cares. anything with them, and they, yeah, they're just they're just sucking on the government teeth. They're eating
3: up right. our tax money. Right. There, there's a there's a definite there. logical disconnect there. You know, yeah. you say, you know, yeah. you, let me say, let me just say something real quick.
0: Is you've you've you said this, and, and I just want to paint you the picture of the reality as it was when I was a kid
3: most okay. of the state
0: most of the state youth homes I was in yeah. and group homes it was pretty much you could it was black kids and white kids and a handful of others that's pretty much what it was and almost to a child it went like this the black kids were taken away from their parents and put in these places the white kids the single mothers put them in these places cuz they didn't want them anymore period and you talk about things like, you know, Uncle Tom race, you know, blah 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 and this and that. That's a that can't
3: be fucking overlooked. That can't well, what be overlooked. What does that what does that mean? I don't understand what that phrase means. Talk about Uncle Tom race what?
2: Well you're talking saying about that
3: you you have you you're worried about these, you know,
0: male feminist or or, or whatever. Rightfully so, who are like, you know, oh, no, no, we got to get rid of all these, you know, straight white men and we have to knock them down a peg or two. Now you, you, have, you have thousands upon thousands and thousands of kids in the system. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands nationwide who are put there and just left to rot by their own fucking mothers. Mm-hmm. The fathers, God know where they're at. Even if they're in their lives, it doesn't mean the court system's giving them any right to say anything about this. Once you get sole custody, that parent owns you. They can do what the fuck they will. And unless you have money and access to a bulldog of a fucking family lawyer, most men aren't getting their fucking rights back. It does not happen like that. That is bullshit Hollywood fantasy bullshit, is what it is. It's garbage. Ask anyone who's been chewed up by the system. They know. I mean, so what what do you... I mean...
3: Oh ask it. What? what 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 do you, what do I propose to do about those kids? I mean it, 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 the lives that these kids are gonna
0: fucking lead are fucked for the most part. The ones who do get out of it are scarred for fucking life mm-hmm. and have to fucking struggle to do the, the to, to be the most basic fucking contributing member of so, society okay that's fine
3: it sounds like your beef is with the system so rather than fix the system your solution is to put them to sleep what system have we ever fixed that's this big and this corrupt <laughs> i am <that>, dead. so yes <laughs> that's what you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so put them to sleep before they're born so we don't have to fix our own bullshit if,
0: system if you don't if you don't uh, look, well i mean what was it like in your mom's uterus i don't
3: remember <laughs> I'm not. I'm again. I, I don't care either way. I I could be swayed here, Rich. I don't care. I mean, I don't have. I don't. I think there are more important things to worry about. That's all. Here's basically this is how I feel about
0: the abortion issue, and for the most part, most people agree with me. Every once in a while, I get someone who tells me I'm a hateful misogynist and I hate women and whatever. Fine, great, great, wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, if the child can live outside the mother's body. Unless it's a severe medical emergency, you had plenty of time to decide whether you wanted to have an abortion, give it up for adoption, keep it, whatever the fuck. And once the kid's born, you still got another 30 days, like you just bought the shit from Guitar Center to drop it (laughs) off at any fucking... Uh, a hospital, police station, or fire department, and not get one fucking
3: charge put on you. You should have had money. that get at Costco. You'd have had a year. God
2: so, damn it. Mitch, <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? You said earlier that there is a, a lot of people in your family, I believe that you said, that were excited about this prospect of the limiting of abortion rights, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If... <laughs> Maybe you know or maybe you can just guess for me. But what do you think where do you think that's coming from? Is this strictly like a religious and moral standpoint that they're approaching this or is yes. this or this is this just the kind of more uh racist standpoint of we don't want a bunch of black and brown people having all these kids and sucking up all our tax money type of thing?
0: Or is it with, just a healthy with, amount of both? Maybe I don't know. With my family, it's it's definitely more the religion. The ones yeah. who aren't who aren't as religious. I'm the only one who doesn't claim any type of religious affiliation in my family. Everybody else is like, like they're like casual NHL fans. Like they they go to church on right. the, on the major holidays. They watch the
1: playoffs. You know they're like right. that type Jesus first. is going to the playoffs on Easter. Sweet. <laughs> yep. So, cool. Yep. yeah. They're the they're, they're the twice a years. Exactly. Exactly. Christmas so, and Easter. Their
0: thing is, they look at it this way. How dare you? It's the sin factor. You went out. Right. You you fucked. You were irresponsible. Now you want to get, get off the hook for it, mom and dad. And so you're going to kill this kid to get off the hook for it? Meanwhile, only one person in my family has ever fucking stepped up. And put their their, their their money where their mouth is and taken in foster children and raised yeah. them. And she's right. done it for 20 fucking years. And guys, these are not the cute babies she's taken in. These are the severely fucking damaged 10, 11, 12-year-olds she takes in. And I mean, she continues to do it and has for decades. Even though I don't agree with her stance, God damn it, I respect the fuck out of her because she walks the fucking walk. See, she, Rich, just right. talk that bullshit.
3: You you and I have some common <laughs> ground here, Rich, because I, I, I completely agree with you that the there has to be an apparatus in place to, if you're going to outlaw abortion, you're going to make it illegal, and you're going to have all of these unwanted pregnancies brought to term. There has to be some system in place that's not just a, a, a housing center for unwanted kids. There has to be some way to do this. Otherwise, I mean, I, I, I've i said a, a number of times over the last 15 years that I could argue abortion, and I think I could do it successfully from both sides. I understand completely both ends of this. Have any, any of you ever experienced an abortion? Ever gone to the uh, Planned Parenthood with your girlfriend to terminate a pregnancy? No. Um, yeah, I, well, I... I didn't have
2: the opportunity to go with, but yeah, I was I experienced one, I guess, in that respect.
3: It wasn't At exactly, Auburn, a par- but she be- Was it a party?
2: It, it, no, no. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was rather sad. I mean, even though, yeah. like, look, I, we were both traumatic. really young. Yeah. There, the, the idea of raising a kid was laughable. Right. But there was, yeah, we didn't have a party afterward.
3: Yeah, it, I, I went through this a number of years back, long before my girlfriend and I were together. wasn't with her. And that, to to her, was one of the most traumatic experiences. I saw her probably five or six years ago. Now, this, I'm talking this happened right around 20 years ago. I saw her five or six years ago. It still brought her to tears. Uh-huh. This isn't something that I, that most women. I don't think. I mean, there's you know, you see the bitch on the on the fucking meme that says my abortion was fantastic, and you want to you know strangle her. There there are those people, but most women that go through this deal with quite a bit of trauma afterwards. I mean, they're carrying a life. They're the motherhood instinct is still there, whether or not they're callous, whatever. There is a psychological urge to have, be a mother when you're a woman, and to terminate a pregnancy. I think most of the time is a traumatic experience for most women. absolutely it's not something to you know snicker at i can tell you that from firsthand experience it's a bit i mean i went through some shit well i mean there's no way i was gonna have that kid and there was no way i could raise it there was no way i could be a responsible father there was no way in hell that that could happen she could have had the kid it would have been without me Mm -hmm. even so going through that sitting in the lobby looking her in the face when she walked through the door after the procedure that was hard it's a difficult fucking thing, and I'm a man. I can argue this from both sides. The, the the anti-abortion people who say it's traumatic on women and it's a, it's, a, it's a traumatic experience, they're not wrong. But there are aspects of the pro-life movement that I agree with as well. See, which see, so this is why I, I when I say I don't care which way it goes, I don't think either side's wrong here. But if it does go to Donald Trump and the Supreme Court and all this, and they set it up so they, there, there are states' rights issues involved and all the states can outlaw abortion, those states have to step up then and have a proper working, functioning, nurturing system in place for these unwanted pregnancies.
0: Well, I mean, there's, there are also a plethora of other fucking ways to go before yeah. you even get to the point where it becomes a procedure, there's the morning after pill. Right. There are right. dozens of forms of birth control. Why we, why we subsidize subsidize as many industries as we do to keep them afloat, yet we can't give low-income people without health care who we know the odds are against them they're going to have a child and raise it, and it's not going to be a burden on society as far as finances at the very least. Why we are not offering them some form of birth control of the dozens that are available besides okay pull out put a rubber on it or take it in the ass and swallow that's that's the majority of what Planned Parenthood does exactly and guys I've told this story before when 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 my daughter's mother when we had a home pregnancy test I said we need to get one with from a doctor the only place I could think to go was Planned Parenthood we walked in she took the test she came out in the waiting room five ten minutes later they came out they took us in a room they said she's it came positive. She's pregnant. And they looked at us. Planned Parenthood, the evil people who are who are trafficking baby body parts for profit, right. looked at us and said, what is on the table as far as you guys are concerned? And we said two things. Keep it or adoption. And they, I mean, literally like we were like a freshman in college leaving the bookstore. We were loaded down with fucking Every single bit mm-hmm. of literature they could give us on keeping a baby, having a baby young, having a baby out of wedlock, etc., and adoption. Never mm-hmm. once did they bring up abortion. Never once did they bring up a morning and after pill because
2: we said it wasn't on the table. Right. Period. That's the problem with the, the anti abortionist, though. That's the core of the problem is mm-hmm. that you were able to make that decision without having somebody judge you.
3: And that's true. Yeah. From from the religious aspect, anyway, the religious nuts. I mean, there are a lot of, I'm not religious, and I I understand, I can empathize and sympathize with how people can see and have a moral problem with ending a human life, even if it's unborn. It's not a stretch for me. It doesn't have anything to do with religion or Jesus or the Bible. It's just, to me, it seems like a, a borderline dismissively callous thing to dismiss a human being just because it hasn't been born. To some point. At some point, you're <laughs> a couple of cells, right? right. <laughs> but at some point, it does become a human life. And at some point is before birth takes place. Well, what so,
2: about the rights of the, the individual? though? So, I mean, doesn't that come into play? What if this extended what about, okay. to... What, let's just take it to a crazy place and say the next step is that you can't spill your seed. In a fucking tube sock because oh, I, that's, because that's a potential human life
3: that doesn't it, make any sense that's what I said it, it, at some point, you're a couple of cells. you're not even a couple of cells if I'm wiping, my, wiping you off of my belly button. Todd, it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but there was it's, there
0: was a bunch of uh, female politicians right. who got together, yeah, and <laughs> wanted to introduce legislation saying that masturbation. Uh, yeah, I'll was was on par with having an abortion. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, well. not
2: that be well,
0: Stalin,
1: <laughs> then motherfucker.
2: Yeah, it's already in the Bible that it's that it's a sin to
3: spill your seed and waste. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck I mean, about it, the Bible. They're also talking about y- y- donkeys yes, but this and is stuff. but this <laughs>
2: is part of the problem here. It's not j- like when you when you uh, <laughs> when you talk about abortion, right? You're talking a lot about religion, and if you're going to empower the religious right in this country—that's scary to me because there's a lot more yeah. freedoms that they can uh, they can take away from it's individuals than slope. just yeah. no, Well, believe me, it's, I live. It's, I, it's, I'm not, it's not even a slippery slope. They practically have an agenda. I'm not.
3: A, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I'm trying to stay on one subject and one topic alone. And as I said, I can. I feel like I can effectively argue this both ways. I don't need the Bible to do it
2: and and even just as a, it, even just as a person who wants to live in a fairly crime free society you should be pro abortion especially i mean in the I guess in the in the fantasy world where uh, these states who do outlaw abortion actually do step up and take care of these kids mm-hmm. to make sure that they stay out of the system, right? That would be great, but we know that's not going to happen. So you kind of have to take a stance on this now if you just want.
3: No. I wanna, I, I, I can I okay, can counter right.
2: that you don't, but you kind of should because you do have self interest in it. If you I don't, don't well. see if you don't see your own self interest in it, I don't see where you're coming from.
3: Let me let me tell you, let me ask you then: if you, if it's criminality you're talking about and making criminals out of people, where's where's the victim here? How how are these criminals that are going off into back alleys and having illegal abortions? How is their crime hurting me? What no, do I I'm, saying,
2: I'm saying the crimes that are going to be perpetrated by the unwanted children are going to hurt you
3: well again that's the state we go back to the original argument if you're going to outlaw or my original argument anyway the one that i think rich was trying to get at obliquely that if you're going to outlaw abortion outright by on the other side of the coin you have got to have a system in place to raise these children and do it properly i i think that's the one thing i, l-
2: I like that as a point to be made but as a reality to live in it doesn't line up with anything that's out there. There's no, uh, no, again. there's no examples of this happening anywhere. So, what no. makes you so now dealing in reality, don't you now have a more clear choice? Or I'm not trying to like force you into seeing this from my perspective, but like I understand your viewpoint of seeing both sides of it. And I've certainly thought a lot about this, but there's so many things there's so many things that stack up on the side of pro. Uh, uh,
3: Again Probable I can argue, I, I can argue the same thing i'm not disagreeing with you. do you understand I did say that I can argue both sides of this effectively right well, <laughs> okay well, I can well. go I can go your way too i, I, I that's why I, I don't feel like from where I sit right now and having to make a moral judgment and make a values call on which way i' You know, that in this society, you're either for everything or against everything, right? This is, this one is why people comment. hate centrists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I won't choose a team. <laughs> but I you know. I mean, you're making valid points. I'm not, I'm not saying you're not. But both sides do. And I understand both sides. So, therefore, I'm not going to use this issue as some bellwether of how I'm going to fucking vote. There are more important issues to me. The, se- the First Amendment is one of them. The culture of the-, the rule of law. The culture of the rule of law and habeas corpus being torn down. McCarthyism. Sexual behavior McCarthyism to me is much, right. much, much more important than this and one. The- issue.
2: I-, and I think the reality not- is that you won't be faced with that decision. It's not likely that you're going to find this perfect candidate that suits all your needs except for their stance on abortion is doesn't line up with your beliefs and, and so you're not going to vote for them. Yeah. Here, just take, won't exist. Take, away,
0: take away all the religious, take away all the moral pontificating upon abortion. This is my concern with, with abortion at this Dude. moment in history. It is, like I said, Trump's going to put a Supreme Court justice in there who's going to tip the scale and it's going to embolden people who would have not given him the time of day to go out and vote for him, and where we go from there is no place I want to visit. Because I lived through the 80s. I remember the religious right. I do too. Doing what the SJWs are now doing. Doing exactly what they were doing. You can't say that. That
3: offended me. You're right. Fuck both of y'all. Bilateral reactionary radicalization. There is no choice. It goes back to Stalin or Hitler. It goes back to there is no good army. When the Red Army came marching through, the White Army was just as bad. You well, know, this is what I've, tried
0: to, I've tried to tell people for a long time. Anytime I talk to any of my younger friends or, or family, and they start talking about, oh, well, you know, you, you know, the, college, the you know, the, the Europeans came here, and and then they slaughtered the Indians and all and I'm like, you know what? This is what you have to understand. And once you understand it, you'll get off your fucking judgmental high horse. History is nothing but evil people doing bad shit to other evil people. Okay, do you fucking think that all these fucking tribes were living peacefully, worshiping the land, never warring with each other before a white man showed up? Fuck no. And who who was here before them? They, they had slaves, them. I can tell you that. they wiped them out so
3: effectively we don't even fucking know for sure who was here before. Them. yeah that's how good at genocide right. they were, yeah, you know through our, our all of our chats over the last few months and through my own reading and sort of sitting here meditating on all this it's i i've I've taken this, and i've you know that whole thing you you mentioned a, a week or two ago, Rich about how liberals have to fight every battle. I don't feel like I have to fight every battle now because there is no good guy in this fight what i have to do is i have to look out for my self-interest when there is no good choice like the soldiers that fought on the side of hitler against stalin who were anti-communist they didn't love hitler they hated stalin because they had to go back there that was their country they were fighting in their interest for the their interests and the interests of their family so we do have in my view anyway and and We've talked about this. I think most of you guys agree. At least I think you guys do agree with me that we uh, we have a choice now. We can see where this is going for us. If you're going to force me to choose, if I have to stand on one side or the other, I'm going to choose the side that doesn't see me as the enemy, that does not see me as the new bourgeois. That's where I'm going to go. I don't care about religious people. I don't care about that. I mean, I'm not fond of it. I don't want to live in a theocracy either, but I also don't want to live as a seventh-class citizen because I'm white and have a penis and like pussy.
1: And things you had no choice over.
0: The problem is is that the so-called progressives in the Democratic Party have intertwined everything you just said, identity and rights and what you're owed and i mean it, it, it's so intertwined you can't you can't it, at this point just just it's like a box of cables that's been sitting for five years you're not going to get them untied no you're just throw them the fuck away but that's the only solution there is man right because because not- i'll tell you what when i sit and talk to a otherwise a woman i've known 20 years who i know is logical i know is reasonable i know is highly intelligent and when we talk about something like a Me Too allegation, and she goes, well, you know what? You don't have to walk around with your keys stuck between your fingers, afraid of getting raped every day. Yes. So if you have to be scared of a false allegation ruining your life, good. It's yeah. your turn. Yeah, shut up, bitch. And you know what no. I say? I look at him and I go, so in other words, you want me to pay for a crime I didn't do? Because you know, you know what I learned in my institutions of lower learning? If I'm going to do the time, I'm going to do the motherfucking crime,
3: cunt. Yeah. And well, you're looking mighty fine, so come here, bitch. That's, that's habeas corpus. That's the rule of law, burden of proof, innocent till proven guilty. And you combine that with the attack on the culture of the First Amendment and free speech and everything. I, there, it, it really, you can just boil this down to one thing. We just had the Fourth of July yesterday, Independence Day, America. Right? What, is the, what, what are our foundational, fundamental American values? If you're an American and you have any inkling, even a shred of pride left, dignity left, and you want to protect what the country stands for on the day after the 4th of July, you really don't have a choice moving forward. Abortion or not, there are far, far, far more important things to be concerned with that are attacking traditional "quote unquote" American values—the real kind, not wearing a cowboy hat and drinking Bud fucking Light. Those are not American values. Free speech, burden of proof, innocent until proven guilty, facing your fucking accuser, habeas corpus—things like that are fundamental American values, and they are not on the—they're not being attacked from both sides, kids. So, okay, have your abortion argument if you want to. I know where I'm going. There are more important things than these these tiny little, in, in the grand scheme of things. They're not tiny. I understand they're important. But in the grand scheme of things now, in 2018, in the political climate we're in, in the divided, radicalizing political climate we're in, these things are gigantic, gargantuanly more important than abortion. They affect everyone, not just pregnant women. Who want an abortion. Right. Which puts
0: them in an even smaller percentage. I I absolutely am with you on that. I it, even it's, the religious it, argument. It's something, it's something I've been it's something I've been saying for a long time and people just take it as, Oh, so if it doesn't happen to you, it doesn't matter then. So if your neighbor gets fucking you know, if the cops kick open his door without a you know without a warrant, take everything to his, as long as it's not you, that's okay
3: then, right? You're not you're not obligated to advocate for anyone else. No, there is no fucking obligation for that. It's your choice. There's no law that says you have to be concerned about every other human being before you're concerned about yourself. That's stupid. It's, it's it goes totally against human nature. And it's an argument, it's a rhetorical tactic to keep you from advocating for yourself, especially white people. See,
0: I don't know, man. I've sat in a lot of shitty situations and looked at the people in the same situation as I am, and looked around and said, "Hey, now that we're all fucking equally pieces of shit, yeah, what, what, what's the main concern here? Are we going to argue about microaggressions and and, and pronouns <laughs> right. and and disrespect, or are we going to fucking you know try to do something to make ourselves our lives a little bit more bearable? Right. But then you know, but you know what that turns into? It turns into at least in my mind, yeah." <laughs> The haves and the have-nots. Of course. And that's not a road I want to go down either. I I don't like the government. I really don't like corporations. Right. But like Bob Dylan said, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to be Brewster's Millions and fucking none of the above. I don't know what the fuck else to do. Yeah. Because every week we talk about it, and more and more, I'm just like,
3: the only choice is not to play. Yeah. Yeah. Gospel of Joshua. But... There is coming, it's gotten to the point, and I wrote that that Gospel of Joshua piece probably a year and a half ago. It was before the election, and that's exactly what it was. The only winning move is not to play, right? But it's gotten to the point now, as things continue to radicalize and push to the fringes, that I can't, in good conscience, say that now. Because I think, for me personally, for me, as a straight white man, I, I do see a threat. I do see a clear choice. That's forcing me to overlook some things that I find very, very distasteful. Like theocracy. Like I, I don't disagree with your argument, Rich, about the slippery slope of religion. I do not disagree with that. I see that as less of a threat than is coming from the left. To me, to no, my tribe. Back. And this is exactly the same shit. Oh Careful felt. Todd, that's tiki torch talk. You, well, you're going to make me do it. I mean, if you're going to tribalize me, if you're going to put me into some... <laughs> uh, you want to play identity politics and you're going to break it down that way and you're going to make my tribe the Auslander, the devil? Okay, that's fine. I can do that. And see, this is... It, it, that's
0: why I just... I shake my head. Well... In, 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 in disbelief at so, so many people on the left... Going after the people they do in the center. Yeah, I mean, he, his name has been brought up a bunch, but you know, Jordan Peterson, Eric Weinstein. The, he's the professor from the university. They got they got let go because he refused to leave on a day without white people and all that bullshit. Yeah. All of them have said the same thing. Anyone who has studied history has said this: identity politics is cancer to any political party or ideology yep. period it does not matter if it's coming from the right or
3: the left to play that game is mutually assured destruction it's about the homeland it turns into the homelanders versus the outlanders. It's it, it, it's what it's designed to do
0: and I understand why it appeals to young people because as a young person maybe even more so today because as much as we're all connected via the internet we're all a lot more isolated than we used to be we don't spend as much time face-to-face with people as we used to we get our little group of weirdos that we that you know we all know each other's piccadillys and all that shit and or and, and 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 just fucking put up with them and then we just stay away from everybody else kids growing up don't have neighborhood kids roaming the fucking streets looking for you know a, a 15th 16th kid so they can get a, a good game of baseball going anymore those days are gone and so they want to belong to something. I understand the appeal of it. That's why I fucking went so hard into the, into the, the mentality of the Marine Corps. Because it wasn't just the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, which was or the you know, Coast Guard. This is something you join up and do for a few years. No. This is something you belong to. I bought yep. into the bullshit. I bought into the, you may die. Because that's what Marines do. That's what we're here to do. But the core lives forever, so you'll live forever. I bought into the bullshit. I know what it's like. But ultimately,
3: you've got to pull your head out your ass and realize you're being
0: played. Yeah,
3: It's the same, uh, same mentality they use with religion. Your life doesn't matter. It's the bigger picture. And belonging and a sense of purpose. You know, there's a lot of reasons the military mentality. A lot of guys, a lot of people that go into the military and go into combat. Uh, part of the reason they can't readjust sometimes, not always, but some people just have a really hard time readjusting to society when they come back is because they thrive in that, that small tribal structure because they're all focused on the same thing they're brothers they're struggling together they could die together and they're serving a greater purpose there's a reason that the, the the military life is so appealing to some people and when it's taken away from them they cannot readjust it's not just ptsd oh absolutely not it's a form of being institutionalized right it's well, so they, different they of, it's
0: so, so different than someone who
3: spent a lot of time in prison right. and gets out and they can't they can't function in in the, in the everyday world but i think there's there's a positive aspect to it though as well, you know, I, I talk a lot about tribalism, and I have for five years now, right? And part of me uh, is starting to see that the tribalization—you know—that I, I used to think it was a manifestation of the internet and the political d- division—it's in our DNA. It's in our biology. Right. That's what we do. That's how we are. We we need it. We need to be part of a tribe. We need to be part of a group. But the problem is, is that when people break themselves off into groups, if it's not one large group with a common bond. They break them, smell themselves off into smaller groups, and look for people to go beat beat over the head with sticks. And that's that's what the identity politics game is doing here. We've taken the the American tribe and the American identity, shattered it over some rocks, and replaced it with personal identity. With a inside of a country with 370 million people, or however many there is, with how many different races, and now we've broken it down into gender. What's going to happen? I mean, if you just look at the, the human nature and the species, how can that possibly end well? If we are not one, you know, goofy, cliche family, if we're the Clantons and the Mclowrys times 100, how can that end well? With a bunch of fucking shaved apes. I mean, it, has it ever ended well? No, of course not. I mean, that's... A, that's, well, that's
2: uh, what's so de- as a species in general, we're doing all right. Like... <laughs>
0: But here's, here, guys. Here's is the it, thing. I understand. God damn it. Really? We understand the the sure. standard of the standard of living, the life expectancy, the literacy yeah. rate. I understand all those things are at an all time high in recorded history. But there's a point where, uh, and I understand as Americans we tend to fucking you know see the world through. There's America and then everybody else. But there has to be a point where you're looking around going, uh, shit's getting kind of hairy and it ain't as good as it used to be and I don't see it getting better and just like Todd Todd just like you said at a certain point I got to worry about me yeah I can't worry I can't I can't solve all the world's problems but I know that if I can't afford to, to keep a roof over my head keep utilities on unless I'm out there beg borrowing, or stealing and then that's a that's a fucking issue and if the world is going well, it just passed you by. You got to go get an education, and everything we're told. Look at right now. There's what sixty percent of people in, in in the millennial generation have college degrees, yet they're working service industry jobs. And I know we like to shit on them and go, "Well, that's what you get. You should have went into the STEM field." I, I gotta believe half those degrees are in, in fields that they could get jobs in. They're just not fucking there. Trade schools are begging people to come because they can't get anyone to do those fucking jobs anymore. I mean, it's it, we've been sold a bill of goods that if you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this, God damn it, that's all in the name of the pursuit of happiness, which is guaranteed in writing, the only fucking country in the history of the world, by the way, that that's ever happened, and you'll at least be able to survive. And now it's getting to the point where, no, it's it's not that fucking simple. And every time we talk about globalization and jobs moving overseas and manufacturing moving overseas, what's replacing it? There's not a whole lot of fucking, what, tech jobs? I mean, where are they, where are they at? I mean, is everyone, everyone going to sit in a fucking cubicle and write code for the rest of our fucking lives? We might as well join the matrix at that point.
3: Aaron, I, I, I heard you sort of take issue with what I was saying about uh, the tribalization well, okay, thing. Okay, yeah, let me explain.
2: Uh, he, I follow you on that, but here's where it breaks down for me because it, to say that, uh, well, the way that you're describing tribalization is like it's this corrosive element. I don't think it is, no, no, nature. It's yeah. me destructive me,
3: nature. Let me clarify that. I, that's, that's my initial sort of take on it. Mm-hmm. My assumption for a long time, and I've slowly, and probably in the last six months, have sort of transitioned away from that just a little bit, because uh, I think it's it's something that we need. I think it's something that is well, right. inherent in our nature that we that we absolutely have to have a sense of belonging to a community, a tribe,
2: right. a tribe. I mean to say that it's that that it's inherent in our nature. I mean it means that that's a product of our evolution, and all the products yes. of our evolution are winning aspects right they have all gotten to it that's why i'm saying as a race we're doing really well because we are we have you know we've thrived and tribalization is part of that
3: Mm -hmm. where i where i think it breaks down is the aspect that uh we have to have someone to go to war with Mm -hmm. you know a sense of community most people don't think of a community doing battle with a community but that's also part of the tribal nature. I mean, if you go watch chimpanzees right. out, in the, out in the jungle, you've got a bunch, I've got a group of them, and I think it was Jane Goodall. She was uh, uh, watching apes or something over in Africa, and she noticed that every now and then in almost every one of these ape tribes, right, these little groups of monkeys running around in the jungle, there would be a few of them, usually adolescent apes, who would go out to the fringe of their little territory and look for other monkeys from other tribes on the fringe of their territory to beat the living shit out of. Am <laughs> I kidding?
0: Hey, no, school. I'm no, I just. I, I, re- I read a quote from someone who studied apes recently that said everything that the apes he the observed needed to do to survive, they could get accomplished in four hours. So they had 20 hours of the rest of the day to fuck up everything that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that they had worked
1: so hard to get right in four hours.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> right, but there's a, there, there is. so uh, an actual reason for that behavior, right? I mean, <laughs> y- you are the part geeks. of a tribe that—no, ha- you—you have a certain, uh, what, an area, a territory, right? That your tribe uh, lives in. Yeah, and. Part of the reason that you have that expansive territory is so that you have areas where you can gather your food and survive in, right? And so when people, when other tribes start encroaching upon that territory, they are encroaching on your quality of life, how easy it is for you to find
3: food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's move forward a few hundred thousand years. We're not monkeys in the jungle anymore, but that DNA code is still in there. How do you manifest that? There's no cause for that anymore. Right. So we have nations, we have governments, we have uh, a lot of a lot of these geopolitical boundaries are based on ancient sort of. Uh, right. I, I don't want to. I'm really struggling to swallow the word race because I don't. I don't know, necessarily know that that's that's true. That's what my mind. That's what my mouth wants to say. I don't know that that's it. But what I think happens is that when that needs to be manifested, that that DNA code needs to be. Uh, it needs to come and chirp, you know what I mean it right. needs to needs to be heard. you have things like concentration camps. to at least be acknowledged you have you have purges, well, you have you cleansing go. where the inner tribe, the yeah. inner auslander needs to be purged and thrown away. it needs to be thrown in in ovens or needs to be sent back home or whatever that's how you get genocide
2: well, it's also how you get democracies it's also how you get representative government i mean I, I'm not disagreeing with you that that the your examples are results of tribalization, but I mean, it was a it, it, if we couldn't see beyond our own selves in any aspect, we we would never have come together to to form a nation of common ideas. I mean,'' well, we're, we're, we're social the, the reason yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. the reason that we're we're, we're now breaking down. Our society into smaller tribes is because we feel like we're not being represented by the larger government.
3: Well, I think that we're
2: not necessarily part of that tribe, or that a large part of that tribe thinks that the the tribe stands for something completely different.
3: I I would. takes mild exception to that i i think that we're breaking off into smaller uh, identity-based tribes for a number of reasons i think the one is that the original tribe the cohesion that held this held us together for a long time right or wrong has been shattered that there there is no common american bond i I asked you guys this question a couple of months ago never got a good answer what makes us americans what is it that makes us who we are and nobody can answer that nobody can still answer that it's been shattered Right? it's going to be replaced by something else and if you can make yourself a victim and you can make yourself the persecuted tribe right? it's very alluring gives you a sense of entitlement then that's what I think is happening that's, that's where I think the breakdown is coming from you also have the problem that we don't
0: we see things through our, our beliefs and one person can. I, I just watched a video, literally. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I was trying to find it while you were talking. I cannot find it. It's, it's on YouTube. It's a video of Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, all speaking. And all four of those guys said, we need to put America's well being and Americans' well being first. And it's funny. When Bush and Trump say it, that's xenophobic. That's nationalism. That's horrible. When Clinton and Obama said it, well, you know what? We have to strengthen ourselves so we can help other people because we had, you can't help anyone until you help yourself first. It was amazing the excuses coming from people, and they're saying the same thing. And it's it's Todd, you're right. It's it's tribalism and yes it does it does serve a purpose but at what cost Mm -hmm. at what point at what point are we not at
3: what point do we wake up and go you know we haven't we haven't reconciled that old dna code with cultural and social evolution it's not it's not been reconciled yet we haven't evolved to integrate it so it, it just sort of it has this this primal prime primordial reaction within us
0: well, you you know ever, I mean? have you ever noticed that yeah. someone will someone will spend a month traveling through a living hell to come into this country illegally, mm-hmm. and once they're here, wave the flag of their home country, sure, way proud of it, and sure. and you're not allowed to criticize that. If you point out like that's a little silly, don't you think? If you love it so much, why the fuck did you fight so hard to get out of there? Yet, wave an American flag, not ironically
3: and not after Twin Towers fell, and see what you get called. Don't do that shit in Honduras. I can tell you that. You don't go waving a fly- an American flag down there. If, not, you, if you, put the, you put the shoe on the other foot, you, you don't know, do I, that.
0: I wasn't even going to go that far. You don't, even have, <laughs> you don't even have to leave fucking Wayne County to be called a fucking racist and, right. and, and everything else because why are, you, why are you flying an American flag? Well, go to America, Hillsdale. Was, America was
3: never great. Go to Hillsdale County. They're all over the place. Yeah, it's weird. I mean I, I I once again I I, I you know
0: I we kind of we kind of touched on this last week on a primal level I understand it the, the 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 you know I'm proud of something that the country I was born in has done to me if I didn't have anything to do with it what am I proud of I'm mm-hmm. proud of what I accomplish not no, other right. people's accomplishments now I can admire other people's accomplishments I can go I can look at putting a man on the moon and go, Jesus Christ, the fucking sheer will it took to to accomplish that Mm -hmm. is admirable. Right. But for me to strut around like I was, you know, somehow like in the command module, to me it's like, sit down,
3: asshole. Well that and and that's that's a manifest I think it's a really good example of a manifestation of what I was talking about. There is no national unity, no national identity. I mean, if I had a a family member, like an uncle, right? who was the first person to be on the moon, right? One small step for man shit. That was my uncle. I'd be damn proud of it. But we don't see our, our, our countrymen as family. We don't see them as part of a common collective unit anymore. And that's the problem. It's not cool and it's not acceptable to, to have national pride in your people. Because we don't have people anymore, and I, you know, you can say what you want. I understand where you're coming from. You know, the, Bill Hicks did a great bit on that. We're all familiar with it. You know, I get it. I don't. I don't totally disagree with it, but I, I, I used to firmly come from this the same angle as you, and I've changed that a little bit because I think you need it on some level, or you're going to again, and especially in a country of 370 million people that is as diverse as this one is. If you don't have that common sense of National familyhood. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna fracture and splinter yourself off into little factions, and like the monkeys on the fringes of their territory, you're gonna start beating each other over the head with sticks, yeah, seeking whatever, power and seeking resources, right. whatever.
2: Whatever happened to pro- all of this the pro- together? <laughs> the problem with national pride, in, in my eyes, is that it's a, it's looked at as an all or nothing thing. Like you, you either take everything that this country has done and be proud of all of it even its mistakes, or, or you don't love this country at all.
1: Well,
3: it's right, very but, similar
1: to religion but, in that respect.
3: Right. It is. Well, again, <laughs> yeah, the, the religious aspect is, is striking, yeah. The problem is you, if
0: you criticize, even if it's constructive criticism, even if it's valid criticism, you're going to have the knee-jerk zealots who are going to take that as an attack. Right. now now okay, perfect example when my dad died you know he's a Vietnam veteran he, he he volunteered to join the Air Force they promised him the moon delivered dick on it completely fucked him when he was in there I mean one, one of these days I, Todd you would understand half the shit that he that, that, because you were in the military his DD 214 was so fucking that was the best piece of creative writing that ever come out of the United States Air Force it was a bunch of horse shit. He wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't in half the place places they said he was. Right. All right. And when he got out, they promised him the world. And, oh, you're going to get help, and you're going to get this, and you're going to get this. And he never got a goddamn fucking thin red dime from him. And when he died, I went to my family, and I said, I don't give a fuck about politics. This isn't because I'm proud of his service, because I didn't serve it. He did. This is because that motherfucking, this country owes it to him. He died penniless and poor. They're going to fucking bury him in a military fucking cemetery, and they're going to pay for it. And my uncle looked at me, and he goes, you know what? The kid's right. We're sitting here racking our brains. How are we going to pay for this? This is the least that they can fucking do. And they made enough noise, and they rattled enough fucking chains, and guess what? Johnson City, Tennessee, he's buried in a military
1: grave with a military headstone, and the United States government picked up the tab. Right. Interesting. My dad's a Vietnam War vet, and I recall General Motors pretty much funding everything throughout my childhood. And,
3: uh, well, that's he, another conversation. <laughs> and he, well, and, and he, he paid for his own plot as well. It's yeah. A, interesting. Yeah. You know, to, to to answer your question, Aaron, you asked a very good one. Uh, yeah, you, I, I think you made a a really good point anyway about the all or nothing nature of national pride, and it's the distinction between. And it's it's funny if you ask the right people, the difference between the distinction, the distinction between nationalism and patriotism, and they'll look at you most of the time like, huh? Oh, oh, oh they're the same thing? Anything? No, 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 no. They're not the same fucking thing nationalism is what you're talking about where the country can do no wrong, it's always right, it's the greatest, it needs to you know, dominate and take over and, and just run, run, run roughshod over anything that gets in its way, right? That's nationalism, that's the America love it or leave it crap, right? Whereas patriotism is the difference. You can love your country, you can be proud of it. I'm proud of a lot of things the country's done, and I'm really proud of the foundational values upon which it was set. I can't help it. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't care that it was founded by slave owners who were hypocrites because of the time they were born. Fine, whatever. We can try to fix that. The foundation of you know free speech, rule of law, all that shit, freedom, democracy, I'm very proud of that. But it doesn't mean that I can't have and find criticism with my life. you know the massacre in vietnam or any number of things that happened indians slavery i can still criticize that because i can criticize right. my family i'm part of it well and, right. and I, I can mean, try to, that's something. the difference
2: go ahead it, it works on a, on a personal level too you can have uh you have to have some sort of, of pride in yourself to think that you're a worthy human being but that doesn't mean that you do so with blinders on because if you're not critical of yourself, you're never going to improve. And it works the same way with your country.
1: Yeah, if what you is you that called? Accept, right, <laughs> it's, you like, could,
3: it's called self awareness, right? Right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's being self aware kind of being thin these days. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're
0: absolutely right. Well, there's there's an old saying that, that you know, I used to hear quite a bit in the late 80s and early 90s from a certain group of people in this country and it's become it's become the punchline of a joke only because of who said it for so long but it's you know love my country fear my government right you know and get away from the it was you know it was the the Michigan militia types who used to say it all the time put it in the mouth of someone else and it's amazing how quick you'll go yeah you know I kind of understand that because the idea of this country isn't the reality of this country. And we should always strive to be what we like to think we are. The problem is too many, too many people fucking go, well, I got mine. I
3: ain't worried about you. It's not my problem. Let me press you on that. Just to, get, just to get you to clarify a little bit, what's the idea of the country, specifically? That we all have the same rights.
0: There is no unwritten rules. There's no, oh if you are rich and you go in front of a judge and can afford a a lawyer who eats with the judge a couple times a month, you're going to get off. There's none of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. We all know that's not the reality of this country. Money talks, bullshit walks. Mm -hmm. Go into a court, poor, facing a criminal charge, and go into a court with a family, just your upper average middle class family, and you're going to get two completely different results. On top of that, Look at, I mean, take away the criminal part of it. Just look at the civil part of it. I mean, something like, we all remember this, the lady who spilled coffee on herself. That was that was a big joke, wasn't it? Ha, 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 ha. Old lady spilled coffee on herself and burned herself and sued McDonald's. Do you ever see the pictures of the skin grafts that woman had to get? That coffee was 195 degrees when they handed it to her. Mm-hmm. All right? It was unservable by their own standards. And it, it, we 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 belittle it. We belittle shit like that. Things things that we should go. No, you know what? You fucked up. We're held to personal responsibility and to take responsibility for what we do. You gotta take responsibility for what you what you did, whether it right. be a person or a
2: corporation or the government. <clears throat> right. Right. And that was for me. I mean, I agree with you on the idea that this was. A, uh, our government was based around uh, personal freedoms, but that was all in in the respect of. I mean, look, this. Let me gather my thoughts here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in circles in my own brain. But all right, so this government was formed with the idea, knowing from history, that there's always going to be groups of people that coalesce power and money. And use that to oppress others, right? And that these were these all came as byproducts of rigid governments. That you the system was set up and they said, okay, we know exactly how this game is played, and they played it until they achieved the power and, and success that they wanted. And a lot of that was on the backs of other of the individuals of those countries, right? And they understood that in order to break that cycle and actually give the individual fighting chance in a system, you have to have a flexible document that can change with the society. So, I mean, I'm not going to get off on a a jag on these so-called constitutional purists again, but it's the most ridiculous way to look at the document that was clearly laid out. To say, like, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we know what's happened in the past.
3: Well, all you have and this, to this. And
2: this is designed to yeah. course correct when, when needed.
3: Well, this is, you don't even have to, it's not a theory. <laughs> it's not reading between the lines of philosophy. I mean, it's, it's I love to say this because it's awesome. It's literally written in stone in the Jefferson Memorial. On one of the panels of the Jefferson Memorial, it's that old Jefferson's coat thing that I like to talk about. It's it's almost as ridiculous for uh, a people to live by the laws of their barbarous ancestors. I'm I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Uh, Ridiculous for people to live by the laws uh, put forth by their barbarous ancestors as it is for a man to try to fit into the same coat he wore as a child. It was intended to be a fluid document. It was intended to change with the time. That's why we have amendments that's that, uh, it. that's why it's why it wasn't written in a tablet like from moses right it could be changed it was intended to be changed but it, you can't tell a constitutional purist that they don't want to hear it the, the you know the button i keep talking about is on the inside of the brain if they just want to fucking look at it they have to push that button themselves to see the, the the reality of what was supposed to be intended with the document they won't was it the self-awareness button is that the one yeah well it's right next to it if <laughs> you're okay. not careful, you might push them both. You know, you know, you know Todd, you've, you've brought
0: up something a few times over the last couple of months. Um, I think you brought it up in a post on Facebook just in the last week about, you know, America subsidizes
3: other yes. countries' military with our military. Now we subsidize other other countries' socialism, social utopia, like free health care and time off for giving birth, and 45 days of vacation, whatever right. it is. Well, with mean, our military because they do not have to defend themselves; we do it for them. I
0: mean, it's 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 not even it's
3: it's a half-ass joke,
0: but it's not even really a joke. It's the truth. You know, wh- wh- who's the UN's army? I mean, go back. Go back to the Chappelle show skit about Black Bush when he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to war with Iraq and the UN. Kofi and I, you ain't gonna do shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you gonna do? Oh, I guess you better sanction me with your army. Oh, wait a minute, that's us. Right. So I guess you better shut the fuck up.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, well, that's one thing that I that I agree with Trump on. You know, he's he's said it repeatedly. He's he's told our European allies they're gonna start coughing up money for the UN. He, he said it just recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. I really have a problem with that. I, I do have a problem with the fact that Europeans, you know, this this European utopia that all these liberals want to bring to the United States and forgetting that they li- the, this utopia that these Europeans live under is only done because they spend peanuts for defense. And they still can't get it right because there's still budgetary problems. Even though they tax, tax the snot out of their citizens for these things, there's still budgetary problems and austerity measures as a result. So imagine if these guys had to spend money to defend themselves from Putin instead of us doing it for them. How are you, how are
0: you going to bring that here? The problem is if you want to be the big boy on the block, you've got, you got, you got to take everybody under your wing. And right. that's, just, that's, that's, that's the state of the world as it is today. Who knows in 200 years. I, 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 I'm not Nostradamus and my crystal ball is still in the shop. But as of today, Yeah. You want to be you want to be the big boy on the block. You gonna to have to protect all the fucking pencil neck geeks getting sand kicked in their face. That's all yeah, there gotta, is to it. You got to stand up to the big kid on the other block because they can't do it. And if, 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 if here's you know, Aaron and I had this conversation on one of the shows that him and I did alone one time, and we we kind of went down as, as we do when it's just him and I uh, a, a rabbit hole about you know does the U.S. need to be number one all the time and everything and the truth is we're not really number one at most the vast majority of things i mean if you want to talk about military might yeah but i mean back-to-back world war champs yeah don't say don't 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 (laughs) say that to some british people (laughs) i'm gonna tell you that right now (laughs) you're gonna get a different story but anyways that's 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 another podcast but i mean (laughs) it's it's you know, I mean, things, things that you would think is just a slam dunk for us, like, you know, internet speed. Oh, we're like 27th in the world. We invented yeah. that shit. Yeah. What the fuck? You know, like uh, math, literacy, things, things that, you know, we pride ourselves on, mm-hmm. education,
3: uh, quality of life, life expectancy, no, You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to get a, like a spreadsheet and have all of these countries that are ahead of us in all these things, and, I, and you're right, not disagreeing with you, and I'd like to see their military budget. Uh, but, that, but see, that's the, that's the problem. Yep. That's, the, that's the
0: price we pay. Yep. You want to be number one in the military, and let's be honest, the military makes a lot of rich people very, very rich. Mm-hmm. War is a very profitable business, Period. Yeah, I mean, that's take, that's all there is to it.
3: Yeah, but it takes resources away from <clears throat> other things. You know, infrastructure.
0: I mean, there are literally there, yeah. there is video out there. If you if if you're listening and you'd like to look it up, go look at the military air airplane graveyards. We're talking oh, miles.
3: Tucson. Yeah, airplane. Google uh, Tucson airplane graveyard. It's if huge. It, I used to drive by it every day. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so huge. Just, <laughs> it's just it's just
0: it's just a, a an aerial shot of just miles of decommissioned warplanes
3: that probably never flew a mission. literally each, miles. you're not being, yeah, th- that's not hyperbole. Literally, it's like two by two or something like that. or maybe three by three or five by five, but it's a huge swath of desert, you know, and uh, some of these some of those fighters are not that
0: old, so we're talking eh, billion apiece. Yeah.
3: And I'm sitting there looking at sixty of them lined up next to each other. And, and I mean, some of them, some of these planes look like they could still fly. I mean, it's not like they're destroyed; they just have the engines taken off of them. You know, there's no no structural damage that I can see to to a lot of them anyway. They're just no, taken no. out of taken out of business, taken out of service. So I guess God damn, what, they could rec- rec- requisition another one, right? Because it's Did all your fucking it welfare program. Yeah, it's that's huge, isn't it?
1: All, that's just money sitting there. Okay. Chris, that's like that's like that's college
3: educations. Could they have paid for? That's it. healthcare sitting there. That's infrastructure sitting there. That's everything you were just talking about. That we that we're falling behind in in the world is sitting on Chris's monitor screen right now. See, that's that's, that's why other Chris, countries have this shit. That's like working in the food service industry,
0: and at the end of the night, throwing away sixty percent of what's in your walk-in and your freezer. Yeah, that's literally what it is. I mean,
3: the, the it, maybe if you're a corporate fuck, scrap them, use them for parts, do something. Shit. They're just sitting there; they're not doing anything. They're just yeah. You could recycle all that metal. The best you can hope
0: for, <laughs> the best you can hope for, honestly, is if it stays stateside. Is it you'll get something like a VFW that'll buy a decommissioned, like like the VFW my mother was a member of. They bought a decommissioned tank and put it out front. At worst, those end up in the hands because when we take our weapons of war to other countries and then leave we don't bring them back with us we just leave them sitting there yeah. so these 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 toys of mass destruction are just sitting around for whoever to find yeah i mean go back go back and, and and watch the movie lord of war yeah it's a hollywood movie there's a bunch of fucking hollywood bullshit in it but a lot of that when the, fall, when the fall of the Soviet Union happened, that was Christmas Day to every arms fucking dealer.
1: Oh, oh Nick Cage is a badass in that movie.
0: That's, it that's was, a rare movie I've seen. <laughs> I mean, he it, it, that was no bullshit. They were like, we, we just hit the fucking lottery because all that's just going to be sitting in Russia. And if we got connections and we can get it out, that's all that matters. We could sell it to the highest bidder. And that's what they did. I mean, it's... it's that's waste on a level that blows my mind, and we're not even talking about politicians and their lifetimes. So that one, you could be elected once and you're set for life with health care, with a pension, and all you did was serve a couple of years. That's it. I mean, it, it, that is that is not how this country was set up politicians were supposed to be everyday people who wanted to serve went in served their t- time got the fuck out and went back to their fucking day jobs it was not a career path and it, that's what that's when i look at this country and people are like oh i'm so proud of this country i'm like you're proud of that you're proud of a bunch of well, motherfuckers that I- found a way to fuck over the system and us <laughs> in the process
2: what? I don't know. I mean I I, I don't see I, I I agree with you. It was set up like that. I think at this point it I, I don't see how we could ever go back to a system that looked anything like that. I I think the only solution is actually to pay politicians more. I mean if I would agree that's to,
0: counterintuitive as fuck, but I I give would it I would
2: I would agree if you, if they would give us publicly funded Elections and get rid of us having to raise money to run. I would agree to pay politicians millions of dollars. Here, here. I want them to never have to look elsewhere for money.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, give it, them the option to tell a lobbyist to fuck off.
3: If you want to have the uh, the corruption and the the, the corporate uh, influence conversation, the oligarchy conversation. You can you can go about it. You can run all these avenues of discussion. It's all going to lead right there. Public financing for elections. You have to get money out of politics. You have got to get the corruptive influence of lobbying and uh, having to raise money for elections, and that puts you at beholden, makes you beholden to bigger corporations that can you know funnel more money to their preferred candidate. You have got to get money, corruption out of politics. The problem with that is. Neither party wants it out. Of course not. They're getting rich. Exactly.
2: So what do you do? Well, I mean, we're also <laughs> not offering them an alternative. We're like, no, you can, you well, can live on your whatever hundreds of thousands of dollars your salary salary is alone.
3: But we can't offer that. They're the lawmakers. They're the ones that have to change the campaign finance laws.
2: Well, look, I'm
0: not. I'm not trying to get on some some Bernie Sanders I'm shit. I'm not to name, get some- legislator. I'm not trying to get on some Bernie Sanders shit. I'm just pointing out something that I thought was hilarious the last couple weeks is, you know, apparently he made a million dollars last year and Uh people were like, why the fuck didn't he give it to all the poor people? Why did he make one penny? What's wrong with him? And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute." So just because you believe in taking care of people and giving people a, a, not a handout necessarily, but a hand up trying to help people. So they can stand on their own two feet. That means you should live like a fucking nun or a priest for the rest of your life. It's our because all or nothing
1: society now, Rich. If that's the bar,
0: then we need to sell all the gold and all the Trump towers and start getting some health care in this country.
3: Medicaid for all on Trump. <laughs> Again, you're 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 giving people, I think, credit too much credit. It 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 is it, one of those things that they don't really mean. It's just a rhetorical thing to dis sort of dis. Uh, disconnect the conversation. It's just something to yell. Well, it's you know like when, he, when,
0: when they thought they had the smoking gun with him. Uh, he bought a $400,000 lake house. Uh, I could take you out to Walled Lake and show you what $200,000 gets you and it's a shack with some windows that don't have screens in
3: them. But in, it's on a lake. Right. I was in. Uh, I, I saw some houses on lakes in West Bloomfield today <laughs> that uh, yeah, they're, I got no problem with that.
0: Yeah, but, they don't start with they, they. They're not priced in six figures. Right. They're they're seven figures. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I fucking know because I have a very small group in my family lives like that, and I'm like, can I come visit? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, got it. <laughs> I don't even
1: make <laughs> enough money to come through the fucking front door. Well, I mean that when your message is that the the rich have too much money in this country, I mean it does. It, it, it does mix
3: mix your message a little bit. Not really. $400,000 making a million dollars is not... I, that's not who he's talking about. He's talking about Bill Gates, and he's talking about... <laughs> he, Trump would like you to think he's talking about him. I don't think he really is.
1: I understand but, that, but to the Trump voter, a $400,000 lake house might as well be fucking something Bill Gates lives in. That's well, not then, wrong. If you live in a trailer park, you're right. Well, you then,
0: know? you know, this is something that I've been wanted to bring up and I, fuck it I'll throw this out there get your guys' thoughts on it if that's the case why the fuck do why don't we just all stop trying to fight and and, and drop this this bullshit facade of the like we we root for the mom and pop stores and just fucking give in and just just bow down and and, and fucking work for one of the four or five major corporations that own that own everything or eventually will and just fucking be, you know, find happiness in slavery. I mean, because what's the well, point of fighting? Because unless you want to live so far outside of the
3: mainstream, of the norm, there's really no way to, to avoid it. I'll take exception with the slavery comment, because working for Walmart, you're not a slave. You can quit. You're not being compelled and whipped to go stock kitty litter on the shelves at Walmart. You're absolutely right. You have the freedom to quit, and that
0: leads to the, the second greatest unwritten freedom in America, the freedom to starve.
3: Right. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 just, absolute, I'm absolutely I'm with you. Just, just asking that. for pre- precision in language. That's all. Just, <laughs> just, just like we don't have a draft, we
0: have a poverty draft. Yeah. we promised poor kids money for college signing bonuses if you re-up if you sign for six years we guarantee your MOS guarantee your duty station you come out of boot camp you're a Lance Corporal and oh well you you stubbed your toe or you know your senior DI didn't like the way you looked at him, so we, we debted that contract so now you're fucking wherever we tell you to go mm. and you're just a buck private you ain't even a PFC I mean so it, it, that's it, it, yeah, I understand it's splitting hairs, but I mean, if that's the case, then okay, then fuck it. If you want to rule the world, then I don't know. You got to be benevolent and you got to be magnanimous at some point. Take care of your fucking peasants because that's what you prop up your fucking your houses on on the well, yeah. on, on the on the labor on the backs of these people. You ain't you ain't stocking no shelf. Ain't no one with the last name Walmart stocking a fucking
1: shelf. <laughs> <laughs> bob walmart
3: <laughs> wouldn't it be great if he did you know like the ceo into there work 30 hours and mop the floor clean the toilet the back break room <laughs> good luck well, yeah, you, yeah. Need, you hit the you you hit the nail on the head i'm going to reiterate this aaron because that is a a uh, i've thought about thought this through over the over the last 10 years and i always come to that point exactly what you said that yeah pay for the elections and if you have to pay these politicians five million dollars a year to keep them happy and keep them clean do it because that is a small price to pay it's a drop in the bucket how, many, how much money was spent on the fucking election
2: right
3: last uh, the last cycle how much is going to be spent on the midterms this year it's a drop in the bucket pay them keep them clean and you know what if they still go right. dirty you put those motherfuckers in prison for for years Right,
2: and and some may make the argument, well, you know, that was just corporations giving a lot of that money. Mm, uh, well, whatever, it doesn't the, Like, if so, uh, the the reason that your Viagra pills are so expensive is because a big part of that money goes right back into uh, lobbyists who are funneling that money to politicians to keep the legislation in place, to keep the price of the pills high. It's a cyclical thing. It is. So, Uh, I mean, yeah, it's coming out of your pocket one way or another, whether you're paying more for goods.
0: It's amazing how many young people I've worked with over the years who get out of high school, go to college, or just through pure fuckery, just find out about lobbyists and how that whole world works. And they come to me and they go, that, that's how shit gets done? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> how shit gets done? That's who's writing the fucking laws, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, that's who makes shit. I tried to tell money. you when yeah. you were 17, but you outside, you outside it's beta. America. You know, I, What do you want
3: me to fucking say? And they're like, why is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know. Where's why that answer? is it allowed? I asked that question 30 years ago myself, and nobody's answered it yet. Exactly. Oh, no, actually, no. Ignorance they and did. complacency, I guess. No, no, no. They did answer that question. It goes back to that. You know, you remember we were having the conversation about how the First Amendment's been weaponized, where campaign di- donations, money equals speech. Right. That's how people get away with it. Money equals speech.
2: Corporations, Corporations are, are people, set up. so they have the freedom to spend their money, and i.e. their free speech. However, they see fit, as long as it's not directly hurting somebody else.
3: Right doesn't address the fundamental corrupting issue of money and politics. It just says that they're allowed to corrupt however they see fit because free speech. It's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you have... Well, they're allowed to hide behind things like PACs. I mean,
1: that's... We're getting right. into how the, the system's set up.
3: Yeah, well, that's just a way to... <laughs> it's just a way to sort of nerf uh, corruption from outside criticism. Oh, yeah. I'm not... I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying how it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's no different than when the police,
3: when there's a, when there's a
0: shooting, and video body cam footage or video leaks out of it, and it looks suspicious, and the first thing you hear on the news is they've been put on administrative leave or you know uh, restricted duty, and the police department and the prosecutor are looking into it. Oh, oh. So his employer and the people that depend on him <laughs> to get convictions are going to look into it
3: yep
0: oh boy well unless he's a complete fuck up I mean a complete shit bird we all know how that's going to go well, well yeah chicken, That's why whenever there's a police you know,
1: shooting and the verdict comes back <coughs> you know in the favor of the cop I'm never surprised like oh really wow they, they, the two systems that work together took care of each other shocking
3: right like it's well and people wonder why there's, there's so little faith in institutions anymore you, know, you don't even have to, look, you don't have to look any further than the basic levers of government to see blatant corrupt, corruption at work, legalized corruption. Everybody in the country, everybody you talk to, I'll say this, and I've said this before. If there is one issue that's not something like abortion or the Second Amendment or something like that, if there's one issue that can bring people together from the left and the right, I don't care, all the way to the extremes, it's money and politics. It's that one thing that I think could prove to be a cohesive uh, issue between the left and the right. Because everybody on the left hates it. Everybody on the right, honestly, and I, I swear to God I believe this, the people who are actually thinking, people that can actually construct an original thought and connect two nets together in their mind, hate it almost, I, think, I would say they hate it worse than the people on the left do. And that's the one issue where Occupy failed miserably because MoveOn came in and and basically co-opted the movement and turned it into a a liberal mouthpiece. But Occupy had it right for about two weeks. It's the one thing that if you could bring people under the same umbrella, keep them on point, keep them on topic, don't let them stray off into culture issues and and identity politics, that's the thing that could rock the system. That's the one thing.
2: You know, if they're... If there is a group on the right that is concerned about corruption in politics, oh, there is. It, they must be super small.
3: No, I don't think they are. I mean, well, you can, then how do you?
2: How did? You, how does Scott Pruitt survive for as long as he did?
3: It, it's everything else. That's what I'm talking about. You have to stay on point. You can't let identity politics come in because it, it deflects away from the. It deflects away from the topic. Now, this is the thing that's impossible. I think is to keep people on point. Money in politics. Money in politics. Nothing else. You get people to understand that nothing else changes your way or their way in a positive sense
1: mm-hmm.
3: without money in politics being addressed. If you put up blinders, you know, uh, topical blinders to everything but that, then you can do it. But if you can't do that, if you if you people keep veering off into, like I said, identity politics or whatever, and you just pick it a it, fucking pick it, a, pick a wedge <laughs> issue, right? That's that's how that happens because people immediately forget money and politics and go off on on into these tangents these
2: right. topical I, tangents I mean it maybe it just seems too simple to some people, oh yeah, I think that'll solve everything. It's like Adam Carolla and his rants about uh, uh, family and education. How do you solve all these problems that we were having? Family and education. If families stay together, people are better educated. They have more opportunities. It all goes back to, you know, it's going to solve all your your drug. Not all of it, but it's going to solve a lot of your crime, a lot of your drug abuse, a lot of your homelessness, all this stuff. Uh, it, you know, it's the same way with with money and politics, but I. Uh, I don't. People just don't see the the connection. I, I don't understand why.
3: I think they no. I think it, they do. But they, I I think they get knocked off track too easily. I think they get. Well, I think they get. It's like squirrel. But, but it's know? like
2: how could it go any other way? When you just say it like that, like money and politics, it seems like a recipe for disaster, right?
3: Right.
1: Yeah. Well, but, it is. <laughs> it's corruption. Nobody can play a victim with getting money out of politics. That's why it's not a popular.
3: Well, everybody plays plays the victim, though. Everybody is the victim to money in politics. You see, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand how this isn't a, a more uniting and bigger issue across party lines, because that is the one thing that I will say does victimize us, that we can't control. We didn't set this up. It's not something we put in place. We don't want corporations determining our legislation. I don't know of anybody that does outside of. Um, I don't know any billionaires, so I don't know that I know anybody that wants that, right? So that's the one area where I will concede the fact that we are being victimized by the overlords. Very few other areas I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna acquiesce to that, but that one I will. What I don't understand is how people cannot see that everything that they want in a positive change sense begins there.
1: Because they may end up agreeing with people who have well, other
3: thoughts they disagree with. Tribalism.
1: Yep. Uh, it's kind of like a Mexican standoff,
2: right? I mean, who's going to lower the gun first? We both see this. Money in politics may be an evil thing, but it, we see it as a necessary evil at this point and something that should be used as a tool. Right. If money, if money influence influences politics in such a powerful way, you know that the solution isn't grassroots. It's get more money mm-hmm. to get your people into office.
3: Right. Well, I don't know that after Bernie Sanders, I don't know that that's even uh, after seeing what he did without taking, you know, basically what he did with individual donations. To right. his campaign, you know, not there wasn't a lot of big money involved in his campaign. I mean, I don't think that that's something that people see as inevitable now. You know, he he did sort of break a gla- break a glass ceiling with that.
1: You know, you brought you brought Bernie up earlier, and the Democrats are awfully presumptuous. that He's not going to go tell them to fuck off after how he got railroaded two years ago.
3: Ah. well, he's 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 back to his independent. He's not a Democrat anymore. I think he is an independent again. I don't. I think he. He uh, maybe I made he, that mistake. I think I think he he held the Democrat Lawson. designation. No, nah, he just held a de- the de- Democrat hot. designation for the election because he had to be one with two parties. But
2: well, yeah, he ran as a Democrat. Right. But I think yeah. he stayed independent. I mean, however that works, whoever you register with, whatever that fucking means. You know, money, I, 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 I You talk about you know money out of
0: politics. Aaron, you brought up uh, what what uh, Adam Carolla says. Um, what was family that family Edu- and family and education family and education yeah I think the the one chunk of fool's gold that's used on us more than that than those things is hope if you give people if you give people some form of hope
3: that'll keep them from doing a lot of fucking shady shit to keep make sure they got a roof over their head. Well, you, you, you can't, you, they have to, people have to, we talked about that last week or the week before you have to, people have to have that. Yeah, but I mean, is, if you think about it, it, like, it,
0: it, when, 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 when I, 2008, when Obama was talking about hope and change and shit, yeah. this is, this is, now maybe, maybe this is just me. I never once thought, wow, this black man's up there talking about hope and change for everybody but me because I'm white. Never once thought that. No, I never thought that. No. All right. And when Trump gets up there and he's talking about, you know, hope and 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 you know, bringing manufacturing jobs back and 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 you know, hey, everybody's gonna have to pay their these other countries. They're not gonna get over on us anymore the way they've been doing. They got to do all this. I never looked at what he was saying as wow. That's that's a white man talking to other white people. I didn't either. But that's the way. But the, you see, I'm saying like th- that's the way it. It just as quick as hope is introduced, that's the way the other side
3: dashes it. Is well, go, the, no, it's it's not, it's no, no, it's not for you, though. So, what are you excited about? now that's just. Bla- God, it's, it's just that, it's that intellectual dishonesty and seeing and seeing what you're looking at. You choose to see what you want to see, and you choose to interpret it and spin it however you want. If you hate someone enough, you can twist anything they say. I can say the sky is blue, and you can twist that around and make me seem like an asshole if you hate me enough.
2: Right. You know, Obama's version of hope
3: was—I
2: I feel at its core was faith in the system, right? It was—it mm-hmm. it was the idea that we could make the make the government be a reflection of our own values as liberals, is what he was saying.
3: Reform, rather than revolution, or tearing something down to rebuild something else it was going through the system and reestablishing faith in the institutions and useful institutions to make positive change yeah that's what I got out of it I mean he you know uh, I, I look back I, I do a lot of writing like the stream of consciousness shit, and I was doing a lot of it in 2008 before I took off that was the year I started traveling and I look back to uh, something I wrote that I read this not too long ago because it's been 10 years now <laughs> and I, I forgot how inspired I was by him right around February of that year I mean, his rhetoric and the way he spoke, the way he his, his oratory skills were something to behold. I don't know if people remember that. I don't know if people can go back and sort of transport through time back to that campaign in the election year, mm-hmm. but he was a breath of fresh fucking air.
0: Oh, dude, I had friends who,
3: before and since, have
0: never given a fuck about politics, who literally were carrying clipboards, door-knocking in their neighborhoods. Hey, guys. Who are you voting for? Let me tell you why I think you should vote for Obama. I mean, like, stumping for the man. Yeah. And, And I was like, these are the most... These are fuckers who are so... These are people who are so lazy. Not only will they not spend 30 minutes looking for a job, they... They won't even spend 20 minutes looking for a bag. They make one call, and if their dealer don't have it, they're like, eh, fuck it, I don't get high today. That's lazy. I mean, it is, it is, it is lazy to, like yeah. the 10th degree. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Chris. <laughs> and they're out there literally walking around neighborhoods like some fucking Jehovah's Witnesses, knocking yeah. on doors. And I was like, wow, man. Now, I, now I wasn't... I'm still that, that much of a cynic. But, I mean... It, I remember coming like 2010, 2011, going, what the fuck was I so enamored with him about? Is shit really that different? Everything. Well, do we still, we still do our dirt behind closed doors and then yeah, pat ourselves
3: s- in the back in, in in public? Again, it's the power of hope. It's the power of speech. It's the power to inspire imagination in people. You know, no, his his actions didn't. Didn't match the rhetoric, and I, same thing happened to me. I started calling him "hair hopey change" after a little while because I got so frustrated with, you know, the lack of manifestation of what he promised.
1: Didn't uh, the Wells get the
3: biggest under him under yeah, the, more than any president? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that, as far that as were percentages. Happening. He, he had to battle Republicans the whole way, and I think a lot of his ideas were, <laughs> at least the rhetoric, were way over the top anyway. But yeah, it wore off on me, too, probably right around the same time as it did you, Rich. But it, that really speaks to the power of positivity, though. It speaks to the power of giving people hope. They have to have it. You can't just, You can't be a nihilist and lead you can't do it people will not follow you if they do they're just going to start tearing shit up if you want people to be constructive be productive to be motivated in a positive way people must and write this in stone get a fucking tattoo you've got to give people hope in something make I make mean, America I, great again I just I, I, I didn't exactly just, right Chris That's I literally exactly shit, right. I mean, shit what, did, what did you
1: say Chris? I think you got buried I said make America great again oh yeah yeah
0: yep Well, I I literally sat when the, you know, Affordable Care Act and all the the, the compromise that he did with it, when it turned into, you know, well, if you're an employer and you have less than 50 employees, you don't have to cover your employees. I was like, okay, well, now you're going to see a bunch of creative fucking shifting around in LLCs. And probably a bunch of new LLCs start up because you're going to have one owner. People well, going to part time. Yeah, exactly. And then it was well, if you if you don't work full time, you don't even if they have over 50 employees. Well, then you're going to see people get their
1: hours cut. Uh, yeah. That's, I worked for a company where that edict went out. Like, hey, if if they're not a full time employee, they get 29 and a half hours. <laughs> and I'm sure we weren't the only company that was doing that. Oh no, my girlfriend uh, experienced some of that too. And I mean, the minute I saw that shit, I was—I mean, even before it came
0: and uh, to pass, I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. And that's when the, that's when the, the 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 veneer wore off, and I was g- taking a good hard look at the man. And that's when I started really digging and was like,
3: "Wait a minute, he's just as much of a fucking war you criminal know, as the rest of these <laughs> fuckers are." You know, you, you know, know what just dawned on me. Here's mean, a change. When you guys were talking about that, I think that was the first chink. No, that was not a racial slur. Uh, Chink in the armor, though, from my anti-Tea Party progressive sort of um, uh, zeal. I guess is the word. What I realized that when he was talking about health care all the time, giving people health care and health care reform, the only thing he was talking about from the beginning, and it didn't take me long to catch on to this, he wasn't talking about health care reform. He was talking about insurance reform. There's a huge difference between reforming health care, providing health care for people, and making people buy health insurance. It was a handout to the health care, the, in, the insurance industry. Well, do you know, okay, Romney. Now. Mitt. Massachusetts governor. Correct? Mittens? From Michigan. Yes.
0: Yes. Massachusetts, one of the highest rates of insured citizens in the country. You know why? Because he has a version of Obamacare that's right. been in place for decades there. You have to buy health insurance. You do. Or else you take a tax penalty. You do. We just moved from there. That's true. This is This is nothing new. This is Giving money to the insurance companies and then we get to suck their dick and say, thank you, may I have another,
3: sir, for the yeah. privilege of giving them my money. Yeah, their big, their big contribution, their big giveaway from the, is getting rid of pre, pre, pre-existing conditions guidelines, which they should have done anyway, just out of humanity's sake, right? Not covering people who have cancer. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just it's it's the right thing to do, <laughs> right? But that was their big okay. We'll concede this. Yeah, no, well, they made the, a
0: big sh- they made a big show of it, but ultimately they right. knew that under under a, a a nationwide micros microscope, if they wanted to keep their Q rating up,
3: yeah,
0: and have some sort of some sort of cachet with 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 anybody who has a heart, they were going to have to do that eventually. Or, Or they would, and believe me, I still think it's coming. They're going to find a workaround. They're going to find a loophole. Insurance companies are set up like the mafia. They love the loophole. They will find it. They're like, actually, no, they're set up
3: like the Catholic Church. (laughs) Sorry,
0: Chris. They they love the loophole and they'll find it.
3: Yeah, I just don't, you know, I still don't see any. I'm not a fan. I think that the, uh, I was actually kind of hoping, and my girlfriend as well, she's been in this uh, healthcare merry-go-round. in Illinois, and then Massachusetts last year, and now here. I was hoping that the Republicans succeeded in dismantling that piece of shit because it's not benefited us one iota. It's cost us a ton of money, and it was better off. She was better off before. I know some people have benefited by it. That's fine. That's your experience. In our experience, I hoped it went away because it would clear the decks for something hopefully better, something that's an actual single-payer system. Which I just where, I remember that's where most people want it to go.
1: I remember watching my friends, people like Aaron, like having a, I'm like wait, so you didn't have insurance, but now you have to pay a penalty because you didn't have insurance. Yeah, it, I'm just thinking. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's how many how many new uh, insurance subscribers? I don't know what the, what 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 else you'd call it, but how many new customers did the insurance companies? total in total i mean all these people are insured now right the number oh look at all these numbers all these people who are covered and insured well those are all new customers for somebody somebody's making money off of every single one of the it's such a huge giveaway man it's a giveaway to the insurance industry and it didn't help anything you just mandated another bill for everybody every month one of the one of the uh, it's a tax to live in this country
0: it's a tax excuse me it's a tax to exist in this country period is what it is.
3: Healthcare didn't improve. No. Right? I could understand. No. I would acquiesce. I again I would submit to this and I would become a submissive little servant if healthcare suddenly improved drastically because of this. It didn't do a goddamn thing to healthcare. Nothing about healthcare was reformed by Obamacare. It was all insurance reform.
0: Well, then you have it. then you then you have like, you know, like our wonderful governor here in Michigan who we're one of the states that expanded Medicaid. So we got a bunch of money from the federal government to expand Medicaid. And his parting gift to the Republicans is to go, well, oh, guess what? If you're on Medicaid, by 2020, you got to work 29 hours a week. Right. Or else you don't get your Medicaid. Yeah. Now, here's able-bodied. The able-bodied. If you... Okay, able-bodied. Which How we all... Well, That's hold on. difference. But if you If you work twenty nine hours a week, even minimum wage, you make too much money to get Medicaid.
3: <laughs> right? I think isn't there a stipulation that it has to be. It could be community service, volunteering in some community activity, something like that. I don't think it's man, just working at Walmart. man, that okay. that's one of those things. I'm
0: sorry. I, I, when it comes to that, I'm from Missouri. Show me. Right. show me that
3: show me that it's not a bunch of bullshit. I'm where, just asking. I'm just asking the details. No, no, I we understand. just moved back here. So I'm I'm, I, I'm not really all that familiar and up to speed yet on everything that's going on here. But I did seem to remember that if, if you couldn't find work that and you were able-bodied, you could volunteer. You could do something for someone.
0: I'm just saying, I bet you there's going to be a approved list of places to volunteer. And it's going to be based once again <laughs> on the politics of whoever is in control of the state at the time when the list is made. Just like okay. gerrymandering, just you like every lunch. other fucking thing. You ever done? Could community you be a of scolium?
3: <laughs> have you ever done community service, Rich? Uh, no, oh. never court ordered. Yeah, nah, I have. That's exactly what that is. They give you a list of places you can go. <laughs> <I haven't laughs> kind seen. of. They give you guidelines, but it, I, yeah, it's. I mean, we don't need to go into all that. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> hey,
0: you're ordered to volunteer, and here's the yeah. places to report to. Or, oh, or it has oh. to be.
3: There, it has a, it has guidelines like it has to be a five hundred one c or that's some shit. I can't remember what exactly. What's the military term,
1: volunteered. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> navy. Never again volunteer yourself. When they ask for a volunteer, you stand silent. You don't say a fucking thing. <laughs> you make them pick you out of the crowd. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, the, all these things. With healthcare and all this stuff, this is this is stuff that I see, you know, people are like, wow, man, we won. And I'm like, what do we win? All right? I understand that... I get I, shit. I understand that, you know, every person on Medicaid is a drain on someone else tax-wise. But I also understand that they are a tiny percentage of a drain tax-wise in this country compared to... Billions, close to trillions of dollars we waste on bullshit, and we really don't need to waste it on. I mean, what was what was what was the Doug Stanhope bit about? They spent fifty million dollars to raise awareness for the new $20 bill. Huh. Um put it in the circulation. That's all you gotta fucking do. Trust me. <laughs> it rolls up and, it rolls up and snorts coke off a stripper's <laughs> ass just as good as the old one trust me i know okay yeah. i mean not firsthand or anything you know but right. I, I, and it's that that is the reality of the shit we do uh remember remember when in michigan when they put up all the signs the electronic signs like back in i think it was the late 90s when they really started putting them up in the in, in the detroit area and it was like, wow, we're gonna we're gonna get constant traffic updates and get off at the next exit because it's fucked up. All it's all fucked up up front and and then blah, blah blah blah. And you oh, know shit. what it said? You know what it said for the first six months? Low fuel,
3: fuel up. Yeah, <laughs> click it or ticket. <laughs> yeah, thanks, appreciate that. Is there anything more annoying than click it or ticket? You've, you've seen those commercials that come on every holiday, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, and all that, and they got the the hero cop pulling you over. Click at her ticket. If you drink and drive, you lose or some shit. These propaganda campaigns. There's that they, a they put fucking out every year.
1: peeper like, in my car that won't shut the fuck up till I put the seatbelt on. I'm well aware of it. Yeah, my
0: favorite. Yeah. My favorite this year was listening to an Oakland County sheriff's deputy talk about in a, in a PSA how this Fourth of July week, not weekend, because it fell on Wednesday. They get a whole week to fleece their fucking people for, you know, for money. We're going to be out there looking for people driving drunk and driving with unsafe driving habits, such as texting, talking on the phone, not wearing your seatbelt. Excuse me. What? What the fuck does not wearing my seatbelt have to do with how well I drive?
3: I have no idea. You unsafe tell me. driving habits.
0: Now, texting, I understand. Talking right. on the phone, maybe. Most cars have hands free these days. You wouldn't know it. But, to, I mean, to be brutally honest, what the fuck? What business is it of anybody's if I don't wear a seatbelt? If I don't wear a seatbelt seat and I hit someone who's come to a dead stop and I'm doing 40 miles per hour, it'll be the last motherfucking time I don't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> Period. Yeah. End of story. At that point, the only person that I'm a burden to is the person who has to spray my brains up off a of 96. Or if
3: yeah. you're, you're thrown in the hospital and can't pay your bill, I yeah, think that's maybe, a lot of it. Didn't
0: did Obamacare mean we got all we all had <laughs> free health care? What's the matter? Yeah. <laughs> free health
3: care, free phone. My Obama mistake. phone. <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> mm. Anyway, yeah. So happy Fourth of July, kids. <laughs> You know, I, I did. I did get into something earlier this week. I, I posted on Facebook at the campground. I got. I, got, I had this experience. Uh, maybe last week. It might have been the week before. I don't know if I, I mentioned it uh, to you last week. I probably did. But I, I met up with this friend of mine in Ann Arbor, probably about two weeks ago. And uh guy's in really bad health, got a really bad car accident uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago, and can't really do a lot physically. But he's a raging, he's one of those raging liberals that I had to keep out of my Facebook feed. I did mention this last week, I'm going to reiterate it. Anyway, he, uh, one of those guys that that just preaches, you know, the liberal religion and how terrible everything is and how Trump's destroying America and is going to destroy the world and all this. And we sat down at this table, had some lunch, and only had this very tertiary political dabbling conversation right didn't go very far he just said everything's just fall fucked up blah 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 and then he started asking me because his wife's from honduras uh about moving to honduras and it was all i could do to keep from laughing at him what the fuck i mean in my head
1: like did you laugh uncontrollably
3: it was in my head i'm like dude you can't even how are you gonna take care of yourself in fucking honduras Right, the most violent country I think per capita on Earth. You think you're going to go down there because it's some sort of fucking social utopia? You think you're going to thrive down there? What are you going to do when the gangs and the banditos come knocking on the gringo's door wanting his money? You're going to when you can't call the cops. This is the thing that pissed me off because he has no concept and no clue of how good he has it here. He's locked off, and I think a lot of people. I think well, even a bunch really, of people going to move if Trump won. This is exactly what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm talking about, because I I think that even we fall into this sometimes, that we lose sight of, since we're surrounded by it, of how good we really do have it in a lot of ways in this country than most people in the world do. He's got it in his head that Latin America is this socialist utopia, that he can go down there and he can live on the cheap, and everything's going to be hunky fucking dory. Within two weeks of him getting there, he's going to be beaten and robbed. Because he cannot take care of himself, and he cannot rely on calling the cops. I went through this in Peru with my buddy's hostel up there in the Andes. They couldn't call the police either. They had no recourse. None, right? And he has no idea, because he's locked off in this echo chamber, and he's so convinced that what we're living in is the apocalypse times because of Donald Trump. And I suggested to him, I'm like, dude, this is what you need to do. (laughs) Like, why don't you take a little trip down there? You know what his reaction was? I don't like to fly. (laughs) You like to fucking fly, and you want to move Ah. Honduras?
1: Well, isn't this where the phrase cultural relativism comes into play? I don't know what the phrase
3: is. It's ridiculous, (laughs)
1: right? But, but Todd, let me, let me, let me,
0: let me take your role that you like to play, and Chris likes to play, and be devil's advocate. Please do. Have fun. Okay. Just because, yes, we have a better standard of living, we have a better law enforcement situation, we have better recourse when. The door gets kicked in. As long as it's not the cops doing the kicking into the door, right. um, doesn't mean we don't have problems, and doesn't mean we should we shouldn't strive to be better than what we are. I'm not saying that. I uh, I totally agree with you. I agree with you. My problem is not with people who criticize or people who get upset that people criticize the country. It's when you go when you explain to them, look, it's like when you're in love with someone. If you're in love with someone and you've been with them for, you know, however long, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, you know, all their little dirty habits. Maybe she picks her scabs and eats them, <laughs> or, you know, uh, leaves tampons just out for the cat to come, you know, back around feet. the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you know, cat I mean, kicks it under the fridge. What the hell's that smell? You know, he, he has a cum... What the has, hell have you been dating, Rich? He has a cum rag underneath the, the bed that smells like pennies and seawater, and it's like, nice. you know, he can get up and walk to the fucking, you know, clothes washer itself, whatever the fuck. That's the, that's the point, though. When you love someone, you see all of it. You see the good and the bad. Right. And you have to learn to accept certain things, and you have to learn that you can't you can't win every battle on every front
3: well you will fucking tire yourself out i will i will counter that with i'll i'll continue your analogy and if you're in a relationship with someone and the only thing you see is the bad in that person and you dwell and obsess on that person's faults constantly day in and day out you're going to be miserable she's going to be miserable and the relationship will end and the problem that I have with this particular instance is not the only one that I've seen is that he has never been south of probably Daytona Beach, and he thinks that he's going to go down there and live the caribbean lifestyle free fun and frolic and profit and 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 make all sorts of money and live happily ever after when he has no idea of the conditions down there he advocates for immigrants trying to come up here to make to, to better their lives because the situation in places like honduras is so bad and so dangerous yet he thinks that our country is so bad honduras would be an improvement yeah, what
0: all-inclusive fucking vacation spot is he going to live at for the rest of his life down there? Is he one of these
3: abolished ice idiots? What's <laughs> is he one of these <laughs> abolished ice idiots? I'm sure he is. I I don't. I, again, I did not I did not engage him. I haven't added him back into my friends list because I cannot deal with the political evangelicalism, evangelism, whatever it is. I can't deal with it. I don't know. I'm sure, though, if I were to speculate that, yes, he, he is a doctrinist, a doctrinaire. Absolutely. I'm sure he believes in that. But the point being, you know, I wrote this up uh, yesterday, yesterday morning, uh, and it being the 4th of July, that's why I put it up there. I mean, we have things to appreciate here. I know it's easy to condemn everything, but like I said, if you continue and constantly, I'm not saying you should avoid all the warts and not try to improve anything, but if that's the only thing you see, and that's the only thing you dwell on, you're not giving yourself any sense of hope. We talk about hope and people need it. You're not, you're not giving yourself an opportunity for that and to see the good things that we have. We live in an incredible country. I've seen the other side of that border, and we're doing okay here with all our faults. You know, hey, man, I, us, I, You don't even have to go south for me.
0: 15 years ago, I, I would have told you and meant it. I, I, I go live in Canada and be happy. Now all the bullshit I hear coming from Canada, I'm like, no fuck way. that. Nope. I couldn't do it. Keep I'd it. be I'd be in a fight every other day. Wow. And I don't fight anymore. I'll just shoot a motherfucker. So that means I'm going to prison in
2: Canada? Fuck that. Well, good luck getting a gun. There's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a has <laughs> been <right. laughs> So this has been a, it's been a really good 4th of July episode. Yeah, we didn't really have a lot of structure here, did we? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think we've kind of picked apart a lot of the a lot of the core concepts of this country. The only thing I can think of that we didn't really talk about is, you know, the freedom to practice your own religion.
1: Yeah,
2: which or not, kind, kind, or or not, yeah. but mean? basically, freedom from. Uh, from state-promoted
3: religion. Well, that's one of the reasons that that people a, got
1: on the Mayflower, right?
3: Yeah, they wanted to institute so I, their own state-controlled religion. <laughs> I, I didn't have any specific
2: uh, new thoughts on that. I just, you know, if we were, it seemed like the only aspect that we hadn't covered, though. I was just curious if you guys had any thoughts.
3: Well, I'm not as I'm not nearly as paranoid as Rich is, and I used to be, of. Uh, encroaching right-wing um theology or um theocracy i suppose um i've i've come to terms with religion in general and i i don't care what you practice as long as you don't inflict it on anybody else and impose it on anybody else that's fine and i i we are one of the few countries i mean i mean you're not going to find a lot of practicing muslims in mexico but that
2: is what Rich no. was talking about. Was you know the idea of I don't don't want to get into the whole abortion thing again, but you know the the idea that giving strength to that base will could have uh, uh, yeah. consequences I, that are greater than than even uh, abortion rights. My problem is is that, is that it's it's just like
0: the people I consider wackos. On the, on the fringe of the left. You can't... It, it. I hate to play this game because it's the game they want to be played with. They, they want this game played with them. They want either total domination of the enemy, as they see them, or they want to be martyrs. And there's no in-between. And either one will be fine for them. And the problem is, I don't want to give them an inch of rope because every every motherfucker that you give an inch of rope in that group thinks they're a cowboy. It's nothing's ever good enough it's I mean case in point just real quick you got Scarlett Johansson being cast as a transgendered woman in a movie or transgendered man excuse me so female to male transgender person and you'd figure now that people in that community would be like this is gonna raise awareness we got a, a Hollywood starlet who's going to get a studio to pump millions of dollars into this movie? No, that's not good enough. They're crying. Well, we want a transgendered actor in there. How many fucking transgendered actors do you know the Hollywood studios are going to gamble $100 million on? All right. Name them. No. I'll wait. No. Exactly. All right. You have to get your foot in the door. But this is the problem. They don't care about that, it's not reality. And that's the problem with the the religious zealots. I have no problem with people who go, look, you come to my house, I'm going to ask you politely, don't cuss, don't smoke, don't drink, don't raise hell because this is a Christian household. That is perfectly fine. I will follow your rules as long as I'm in your house. And if I feel like I don't want to or can't, I won't come to your house. It's that simple. No problem. My problem is when they go, well, my religion tells me this needs to be a law. Right. Well, your religion needs to go fuck off. Yeah. I don't give a shit about your religion and what laws is in there. Sorry. I don't give a fuck about no Jew on Friday and Saturdays. I don't give a fuck about no, no, no Muslim on Ramadan. and damn sure don't give a shit about no Christian on Sunday. You don't right. want to go to work. Then work for fucking Chick-fil-A. I don't know
3: what the fuck to tell you. Yeah, I, I
1: awesome day of worship is Friday. I, for I, again, I,
3: I got I got to reiterate my original point. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Rich. You know that <laughs> we've we've come to you know common ground on this for a really long time. Uh, I feel exactly as you do about that. The problem is, again, that there is no alternative. There is no good answer. There is no good choice here because, to me, again. Uh, the alternative is an attack on fundamental American freedoms.
0: If religion
3: was to become
0: like Greek mythology or something like that, yeah, Norse mythology, whatever the fuck, to where there you know there's people who still believe in it, people you know whatever, wi- like Wiccans or whatever. I if, if the major religions were to become like that, that's fine with me. I have no problem with them as a guidepost for society, and right. what, in parables on what not to do. But I do have a problem when we're talking about, you know, well, my God's a vengeful God, but He's a forgiving God. But, you know, <laughs> Lot's wife turned around, so that bitch had to die. But right. you know, He sent His only Son to, to die for our sins, and it's like, okay, wait a minute, you just threw so many contradictory things out at once and you don't see that and if you want to believe that that's fine i know people that believe me i know people i've been in bands of people who believe that the world is run by lizard people i've been in bands of people who who very calmly have told me about how the moon landing was shot in the houston astrodome I, i i mean and they mean that shit right that's fine but that doesn't mean i want them fucking making laws
3: I don't. I don't either. Laws. I don't either. But I don't want other people. I don't want the alternative again. The binary alternative, the phono negative choice. I don't want what they're trying to do either. I would much rather have to deal with theocrats and people trying to pimp their imaginary friend on me than I would with people trying to fuck with the First Amendment.
0: The problem is, the I think, I think when I was growing up, Christians Christians did not understand the difference between someone going. I think what you believe in is a bunch of bullshit fairy tales and someone going, you don't have the right to believe in your bullshit fairy tales. They got those right. two things mixed up. There's no the good same, choice. <laughs> the, no, really? the, same, the same way the left has got it mixed up that I don't believe in your bullshit 56 genders right. is not the same as you
3: don't have a right to believe in your
0: bullshit 56 genders.
3: Right. Or you don't have a right to face your accuser or you don't have a right to innocence to, until proven guilty. You know, that's the thing that, that I always come back to. Again, there is no right choice. There's no black and white decision here. Uh, yeah, I think it's a matter of prioritizing what's more important and who you are and where you <laughs> fit within that structure. Absolutely. And I, I've, I've, I mentioned it. I
0: don't know if it's still on Netflix. If it's not, we live in a world you can find anything online. Look yeah. up the Survivor's Guide to Prison, it's a documentary by people who've been in prison, people who were falsely imprisoned. And it's not just how to survive in prison. It is literally, it walks you through everything from the arrest to the release to what do you do with your life after it. And it shows you step by step by step about what you're talking about and how we have these principles we say we believe in. But when it comes down to it, if you
3: don't have money, you don't get justice. I don't have money and I'm not really having to deal with that anymore. Well, I mean, it's not affecting it. me. So, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's not everybody's experience either. I mean, I guess. I, not I know, mine. All I know, all I
0: know, <laughs> yeah. is that I, you know, I worked for a guy who had three DUIs. Third time he got caught, he was literally passed out behind the wheel. Car was running in the parking lot of a big box retail store. He had disengaged the the. Or, or disabled the, what do you call it, the breathalyzer that the state had made him put on his car after the second DUI right? and he literally paid $20,000, did a month on work release and it was boom done and over with. Right. If that had been me, I'd have been doing time. Right. The, that's that's what I'm saying.
3: I feel like we've we've cut Aaron off like every three seconds here. <laughs> you were trying to jump in there a minute ago. Sorry about that. Dude. I, I feel like I've done that to you a hundred times tonight. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, you're good. No, yeah, you were going to interject I, something a minute ago, and I was trying to... Uh, we've. I think we've moved on. I I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me, uh, you know, I guess... Oh, well, I, no, okay, I, I remember yeah.
2: what I was going to say. All right. Because, uh, you know, I. when it comes to religion, you know, Rich, you had made the comparison to... Uh, conspiracy theorists, right? Having the same type of mindset, they have the unshakable faith in their beliefs. Yes, that's what I was right, and, and it, it just kind of struck me that that was a really apt comparison because, you know, we would like to believe that, you know, if you take the if you take religion out of the equation, that only logic will fill that void, right? <laughs> that there's this clear uh, battle between you know, major religions and science. But there's there's a lot of uh, gray area in between that people cling on to just to have some sort of structure. And, and yeah. I, uh, conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that are kind of a good example of the, uh, the ridiculous flat earthers. You know, oh, they yeah. ca- they're kind of creating their own religion that, right. that allows them to shape the world in a way that's comfortable to... That it fits in their well, mind
3: and makes sense. We created these religions, right? Right. I mean, it's it's what I was talking about before. You're making a really good point here because you can, you can uh, I've said this uh, a, a number of times in the last month. You know, you can you can eliminate religion. Stalin did that, and there will be something to fill that belief void. And Stalin used socialism, communism, as the new religion, where he was the center, he was the god, he was the deity. There will be something to fill that void. you got to be really, really careful of taking people's belief systems away because someone will fill it. People need it. It doesn't matter if it's logical. I mean, you can sit there and have, it's like, I know, it's like arguing the existence of Santa Claus with a four-year-old. I said it a million times, right? Uh-uh, you too real. It's the same, th- I get it. I get the logic. I get the disconnections, and I get the uh, uh, um, the uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, you just said it. My my faculties are failing me. But the the disconnects and logic. I understand mm. all of that. But people need that stuff. They need something, and if they don't have it, they will either create it or they will let someone else fill it for them. Well, I mean, and that's incredibly dangerous. South Park did a a, a pretty brilliant episode on. On this very
0: subject, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember this, the exact setup, but someone from the South Park crew goes into the future, and it's not the Muslims and the Christians at each other's throats; it's the agnostics versus the atheists. Right. And they're you know, they're <laughs> right. bombing each other, and they're going yeah. to war with each other, and just spying on each other, and it's.
3: I mean. I- if you look at, let's let's use the example. Just use one more example. I mean, progressives, liberals, are typically atheists or at least agnostic, right? You don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of liberals who believe right. in God.
1: Unless it's some vague Eastern
3: philosophy. Right, yes. Some, yeah, but it's, a, you're um, right.
1: Stephen Colbert, that's all I got for you.
3: There's one, great. Uh, yeah. But, if, 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 you know, when we've been talking about the new left and the new radicalized left, the doctrine, the dogma. That's their new religion. You know, they treat it as that religion. They they have internalized the gospel, the word, and they're treating it and they're acting as though it's a religion. Good versus evil, right? God versus the conservative devil in the White House. It's that's exactly it, it, you can see it. Right? You take that belief system away, that that belief structure, someone will fill it or they will fill it with something. They have to people have got to have that. It's like the old Lenny Bruce thing. Maybe it shouldn't be, but what should be is a terrible, terrible lie someone gave the people long, long ago. The truth is what is, and the truth is people need a structure, a belief system. They cannot interpret the world themselves in it without it. They'll find it and they'll they'll grab onto it. Doesn't matter. You got to be really, really careful. I mean, again, I'll I'll run you back to Solzhenitsyn and the, and the, the, the study of the Soviet Union uh, after Stalin took over, and Mao as well. Religion is poison. Religion is the opiate of the masses, right? But here's ours. Here's our doctrine. Here's our God. Use this instead. Dangerous. Well, I, one of the one of the things
0: that one of the things that one of my friends, who I consider probably one of the the best. Parents out of the group of guys I grew up with did was he never pushed any religion on any of his kids, and if his you know if his daughter came to him and said, "I want to go to this church," he'd take her, and she'd go, "You coming in?" He goes, "Nope, why not? I don't believe in that, but you, you go ahead and believe whenever you want," and she looked into a a ton of I mean a ton of different religions religions that most people in this country probably don't look into at the age she did and to be honest with you I I haven't asked her lately but she kind of seemed to just take it as well there's a lot of good ideas and there's a lot of filler and bullshit Mm -hmm. and everybody in every religion cherry picks so why can't I cherry pick the good parts from it that I want to apply to my life and ignore the rest right and uh, I, t- to me, that's, that's a ve- that is not pushing something into your kid's head when they don't know any better. Right. I mean, if you you know, if you were eighteen, and I tried to sell you the story of Jesus, you'd look at me like I fucking you know walked up and grabbed your dick. Right. You'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious right now?" But when
3: you're a kid, man, you believe in all that shit. Well, what? as I, I've I've attributed or, or compared it to intellectual molestation. If you get a kid that's four years old and send them to Sunday school, they don't know any better. They believe what adults tell them. They're not going to think an adult's lying to them, or indoctrinating them into a cult, right? And as
0: yeah, the kid who used to raise his hand and ask the questions that me too we weren't weren't supposed to be asked and got thrown out of Sunday school, <laughs> just believe, damn it! <laughs> just believe, god damn it! And you know they're trying to flip it around, and I'm sure you've heard this. You're going to make your faith. You question it so much, you're going to make a great Christian one day. You're going to lead people, more people to Christ than Billy Graham because anyone who fights it this hard, God's got a plan for you. He's going to touch your heart. And I'm just sitting there going, he can do it anytime because I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. Because this all smells like bullshit to me, but all right. <laughs> so <laughs> that reverse psychology
3: shit didn't work. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. Did you guys ever think of anything, since we're we're wrapping up the 4th of July episode here, did you guys ever think of anything non-political and in a positive sense that makes us Americans, quintessentially American, that binds us as Americans? Hot dogs.
0: Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you, Kobayashi. We took it back. Make America great again. (laughs) And American win that shit. American.
1: Kobayashi retired for like a decade, though.
0: Hey man, fuck it! I'll take that win any chance I any, any way I can. It don't, it don't matter. You I think no, when I... Jordan? You think when Jordan retired, the rest of the NBA was like, "Well, we're not legit because we didn't beat Jordan."
3: It's <laughs> true. Fuck I got no, no idea. I got no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Kobayashi Maru. That's the the fucking program in Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah, that's the can't win scenario. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Jesus Christ! You, you're you're speaking nonsense. <laughs> We, we hit the Dennis
0: Miller percentage. He's like, I don't understand that. I don't get that reference. So.
1: <laughs> oh, I got one other thing. I was going to say porn, but I think up it's up a
2: up little up. too broad.
3: Yeah, we tried that last time, too. So,
2: I, I, well, I would have to narrow it down then to butt sex and incest. Sweet butt stuff. I mean, I mean according to, you know, top search results from <laughs> <laughs> porn sites. If, didn't the Greeks Greek
0: create butt sex
2: or invent butt sex. Yeah, with like yeah. a boy. And Come we on. perfected it. <laughs> Just like democracy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is one but of the things, one of the serious note <laughs> that uh, I would like to point out in this 4th of July episode is that a lot of philosophers like Plato and the, you go back to the Republic and they were having dialogues about the future of democracy and theorizing and philosophizing on uh, democracy. Most of them came to the conclusion that eventually, inevitably, it would fail. Simply because people uh, will, the oligarchy will take over, essentially. And people will eternally go from a cycle of freedom to a cycle of servitude at some point. Neat. So happy, happy 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> So, one other thing I wanted to point out, I need to make a retraction uh, on last week's episode. Chris Bazio, the Tigers pitching coach, was fired, and I stood up and I defended him saying, yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. It sounds like it's a contrived story based on uh, Bozio's uh, excuse that he gave. It sounded plausible to me the very next day. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, or no, it wasn't the Tigers. It was one of the baseball writers. I think it was Ken Rosenthal did an investigation sort of thing where he went in and talked to people who were actually in the clubhouse, and everyone refuted. Everyone refuted with the same consistent facts. Refuted. Chris Baziou said he indeed did say it to this black clubhouse attendant that it was not directed at Daniel Stumpf. They went and asked da- Daniel Stump, who, if you missed it, was a he's a pitcher who was on rehab. Bazio said someone asked him about his rehab, and Bazio said, "Oh, you mean Spider Monkey?" <laughs> someone went and asked Daniel Stump about his nickname, Spider Monkey, and uh, Bazio or uh, uh, Stump said, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about." Now nobody stood behind him, nobody backed his story. I have to issue a retraction. I have to say that. While I was a little reactionary, and there were some things that I do believe about going overboard, this was not one of those instances. So,
2: yep, it's. Uh, I guess it just comes with recording a show on Thursday because it's <laughs> always some Friday news dump that comes out.
3: Well, and well, jumping, jumping to conclusions as well based on you know, kind of.
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you, I, I I think you, think you found the same conclusions that we all did from the story that we read.
3: Right, right. Yes. So we chose to believe that before the other side was heard. Well, and see, here's 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 the
0: thing: we thought the other side had been heard, at least in, in the articles I read.
3: The other side,
0: I got from it, the I other side was basically they didn't refute that he said spider monkey at first. Right. The problem is, is that, and this has happened to us on SporGy quite a few times, especially in sports media. Yep, yep. It's more about being first to report than being. Oh, first. absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, we had, we've had we we've had to, like, come back and, like, do a 10-minute, well, we fucked up right at oh, yeah. the beginning
1: of an episode <laughs> the next week. The <laughs> title of this segment's called, Whoops, <laughs> What We Got
3: Wrong. Doo, 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 yeah. doo, doo, Shit's yeah. all fucked up. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, my bad. I got that one wrong. I apologize for it. My mistake. So, anything else, boys? Well, integrity. I think we covered it. Yeah. I don't, know we didn't get to everything. Don't it's hold funny. fireworks in your hand when they're going off. <laughs> the fuck is wrong, with people. There it is. <laughs> we had this whole thing. Hey, just to give you a little background on the show, we have a little chat beforehand uh, on the, the messenger thing here. And it was like there was a dearth of stuff. We came up with a few topics and a few little guidelines and things like that. It was like, have we got anything? I don't know. And all of a sudden, we just filled three hours Basically riffing. I don't know that we got to everything, <laughs> anything else that we said we were going to get to. That's what we do here. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we didn't have any trouble filling this time at all. It's funny. Yeah. So. You
1: can follow us on Twitter at unregimentedpod or email us your thoughts, concerns, suggestions, whatever. Unregimented. Yeah, <laughs> uh, future retractions we need to make at Christopher Media unregimented at christophermedia dot net. Uh, there's a donate button, there's an Amazon link, all that
3: fun oh, shit. I do have news. I forgot. Can I, can I throw this in real quick? I, sure. I bought this bike today. I, I told you guys I was up in Detroit and I bought a uh, bike. I'm going to start this bike tour thing. And I think I'm going to start either a video blog or a written blog about the preparations. And then I think I'm going to take a camera with me and do like video blogs. Is that cool? Am I cool? Not like pedal bike or motorcycle? Uh, pedal bike. Yeah. Gotcha. Like a bicycle, and I'm gonna try to. I have this goal. You ever heard of bike packing? Any of you guys? Maybe not. Uh, no. It's where you take a bike and you put camping gear and all this other shit on it, and you ride up like out into the wilderness and just spend like two weeks doing shit. It's really fucking cool. I didn't know it existed till like three weeks ago, and I'm like, I really want to do this. So that's kind of my goal. So I may do like a Route 66 thing and then go vanish into the mountains down in the Southwest this fall. Nice. So, yeah.
2: I had a friend who was going to do that. This guy Colin that I lived with, he got on his bike and he was going to ride across the country and he rode for a, I think he rode for a day and then came across a guy who offered him a bed to sleep in and then later came on to him and then he came back home. <laughs> <laughs> But I was oh, like, hey boy. man, hats off to you. You at least made the attempt. Like
3: that's that's part of the experience, man. As long as you don't get hurt, <laughs> that's the story you tell. I'm right. picturing I'm,
0: I'm, yeah. I'm picturing uh, bart simpson holding out the cake that says at least
3: you tried yeah. <laughs> i had a, i got a one of my rides i got in 2008 i was coming through idaho hitchhiking right and uh i got in the car with this dude who took me to mountain home i think it was from like boise or something and the whole time the guy was having a conversation with me a really nice conversation but he was staring at my crotch the entire time <laughs> <laughs> good times <laughs> it's like hey up here Come you, sh- you should have threaded
0: that bad boy out and been like I know it's pretty baby but I didn't take it out for air
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say goddamn. I didn't say it's, didn't it's, didn't it's, say it's your big dick, it. dick energy
3: didn't say a damn thing because it's like one of those things where it's like you weigh okay do I say something I just want to get this fucking ride because it's 95 degrees outside and he's taking me quite a ways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I hoard my uh, my junk out for a little while, I guess. To He wanted to get a over. ride, too. Yes, he did. <laughs> anyway.
1: Right.
0: Fun notes in the, the shot. 20- it's the 21st century. Don't be so pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a shot in the jaw if it'll give me a couple miles down the
1: road. <laughs> 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 uh, short. So that, no, old Jordan. Ass or gas. See you next week. All right. Later, guys. See you. Later.